Hello and good morning, YouTube and Twitterverse. Welcome to today's incredible new episode of Breakfast with Boom. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and my goodness, do we have a lot to get into. Lots of uh, Sony talk with the breakdown of the PlayStation 5, potentially Halo uh, Infinite leaked release date. We also have some new information from Jason Ronald regarding a third-party memory solutions that could potentially come in cheaper than the $219.99 it's going to cost if you are going to invest in the one terabyte SSD drive to add to your new Xbox consoles and a bunch of other news that we're going to get into. But let's get right into the introduction so we can break down these outstanding topics. And we'll start with our regular panel because, in fact, everyone is here. No guests today. We are waiting on Crispy Bomb to show up. He'll be here momentarily. And we're going to start with one of the originators, one of the original OGs that helped start, who were well, one of the first people that join the podcast bitcloud gaming first of all dude i want to tell you your channel has exploded on the scene you are closing in on an amazing nine thousand subscribers and it's well deserved welcome well, no, sir oh you have it already well yeah, yes, we we're past nine thousand sir well, there you go ladies and gentlemen welcome to the program there uh, mr bitcloud thank you very much it is uh Ah, good time, man. Great time to be a gamer. Next-gen consoles launch next month, and everybody's excited. I can't wait to get mined. Ah, it's going to yeah. be an awesome, prosperous gen, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, thanks for uh, having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Congrats to you on Thank all you, the uh, latest uh, groundbreaking achievements I've been seeing you do. So, congrats. I keep telling you before, you was like, eh, I don't know, but I say good <laughs> things during your future, so keep it up, man. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate the compliment, yeah. also. Definitely appreciate you being here. Next up, you know him, who someone that has cost me quite a pity, a pretty penny. I can't afford a Coke now, thanks to Mr. Badbit, who is on loan from PlayStation Nation. Up oh, there, <laughs> he's got his something in his hand. Hopefully, it's a coffee. Mr. Badbit, you, my friend, have been doing some excellent things on your channel. Welcome to today's program. It's a Winston coffee mug. I woke oh, wow. up 30 minutes ago. I'm ready for the show. I got a question, <laughs> though, uh, for BitCloud. First off, congratulations on 9,000. That's huge. Um, Thank and you. Second, sec secondly, uh, what's, your, what's your trophy level now? Uh, I have last time. So before they converted it into, I guess you can call them PlayStation points. Yeah. That's what they're called now. I was level 30. And I had 125 platinums. Jesus. So okay. that translated uh -huh. into 427 as a level. So I think that's wow. what they said. Yeah, that's that, what it is. That's, that's an excellent number. I'm only at 300. Yeah, no, I, have no, I like that, like, though. It's, it's a cool competitive approach. You know, everybody yeah, has a level yeah. now. It's pretty It cool. makes me now want to go out there and actually start hunting for trophies, you know? No, it's a new, it's a new gym, man. Have fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, listen, obviously, it's go. It, it, it's the trophies are fun. The trophies, again, I mean, obviously, trophies and achievements. I'm more of an achievement hunter because obviously, I play more uh, of these, uh, the Xbox, than I do the PlayStation. But I do have four, four platinums, not bad, and I, I had a level thirteen in trophies. Again, for someone that plays it for mostly its uh, exclusives, that's actually not quite bad, to be honest. But yeah, listen, it is what it is. Uh, next up, you know him as someone that has saved the day more times than I can count. I call him Superman. You can call him Dreadpool. Welcome to the program there, dude. 
Oh, thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. I got my breakfast already going. I got the waffles and bacon and syrup. No chicken. I don't do the chicken with waffles, but bacon and waffles and the syrup. That's that's the best thing. But I'm sitting in my Superman right. cape and my underoos and, you know, ready to rock and roll. Well, listen, <laughs> that's, uh, let's, no, no, certainly not. <laughs> Sharing is caring. That's what they say. Um, I am looking. What we're going to do is we're going to jump right into the uh, uh, J Jason Ronald story. And obviously, this is part of the bites and bits section of the show. Again, smaller topics that may not necessarily be discussed on other programs. But but here they have room to breathe, and we can also take the time to discuss some of the smaller aspects of gaming. Some things that uh, you know potentially get swept under the rug uh, because of the size of the of the conversation. So. Um, you know, many in the community, including myself, we were holding our breaths awaiting the price of the one terabyte expansion card for the Series X and S, which was obviously confirmed a couple of weeks ago to be $219.99. Now, listen, there's no doubt that it was a bit of a sticker shock for many, including me. I mean, I have two of them pre-ordered, and I may just drop one off of the list and just get one for now because of this particular story uh, on what we're going to talk about. Now, one of the most convenient things about the uh, the the one terabyte expansion card by Seagate is the ease of use. It simply plugs into the back of your console and that's it. Nice and nice and easy. No fuss, no muss. Uh, and of course, there is a lot of technology behind it. So the $220 price point, it's it's worth its weight in that price. The problem is, is that, you know, for a couple bucks more, you can get a console. So, I mean, obviously, this is probably not going to be flying off the shelves unless maybe we can get some sort of a Black Friday kind of a sale. But thanks to our good friends at underscore Xbox News on Twitter and, of course, r slash Xbox on Reddit, they're reporting that Jason Ronald, uh, Xbox PM, has clarified that the Xbox Series X and S storage expansion cards will also be made by other companies in different form factors and sizes moving forward. Now, that is pretty interesting. So I want to get to what, um, what Jason Ronald had to say regarding it. And these are direct quotes from him. He says, I think over time you will see this as a category that is really critical to us. You'll see multiple options and different form factors and different sizes. But what we really but what is really important for us is what we had uh, is that we had a simple ease of use option available day one. You can expect to see more options moving forward. And that is coming from Jason Ronald. And obviously, he was obviously involved heavily in the design and creation of these new consoles. And here's what Aaron Greenberg had to say on what Jason Ronald uh, quotes. He says, big kudos to Jay Ronald and our hardware team for their approach to making next generation expendable storage options easy for our fans more to come here and beards rule yeah jason ronald's got a vicious beard there's no doubt about that so i mean again not not the biggest topic of the the day yeah, a great way to start the show and, I, and i'll start with uh bitcloud bitcloud when you hear you know that right now 
there's only one option. So that one option is $220. And mm -hmm. people people may shy away from it because of the price. People may just keep their old HD drives or even buy SSD drives and just transfer the games back and forth as needed. And obviously with the speed of these consoles, that's not going to be a problem. You may have to wait 15 minutes to move a game, maybe 7 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. But do you think that it's better to, in your opinion, as a consumer, is it nice to know that there's going to be options, potentially bigger hard drives, I mean, smaller SSD drives, and obviously because there's going to be different um, uh, people making it, the price is going to be a very heavy competition. We could get these things cheaper than what we're going to pay now. Oh, yeah, it's perfectly uh, great that you're going to get more options in the future. Like, uh, I don't know if you heard Western Digital. They just confirmed that they just came out with an SSD that is uh, compatible with PS5. Yep, so I got it right in front of me. We're well. actually we're going to talk about that in the breakdown. I got the prices yeah, and everything. So I'm ready to go with that. Yeah, it's good to see that, you know, they're getting on board with this and more people are going to be uh, supporting this and giving options. So um, I would say probably another two years maybe another year or so we'll then we'll have an option for uh bigger than you know one terabyte for sure but i mean again it's just the start it's always like this at the start you always had the smaller hard drives then when you get further down the gen you get those cheaper options and bigger storage um i do think it is kind of smart though honestly to just delete stuff that you know for a fact you're not going to play at yes. least to save you some money i did i've done that with ps4 for the longest like i just when i'm done with a game like let's say platinum it, and i know for a fact i'm not gonna play it again i just don't <laughs> have it on there no more like some games that's on my hard drive that's maintained and stayed on there for the longest is games that I know for a fact that I'll play with friends. Like, for example, Rocket League. I still play Rocket League to this day on PS4 or, um, you know, something like uh, that has a good multiplayer that I really enjoy. But, you know, I do think it's just um, best to wait until you get the better options. That way you have the best value in general because $200 for one terabyte uh, it's not that best because those hard drives are definitely going to fill up faster. And on top of that, these games have gotten even bigger. I mean, you see it with Spider-Man. That's like over 100 gigs yeah. already. Yeah. So it's well, I think that's that's cool. including both games, though. I think, right? That's including. Yeah, cool. yeah, okay, so yeah, so it's not just miles. That's a part of that hundred hundred gigs. Jesus Christmas! It's crazy. I, I remember. I remember when we thought that. fifty was a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then Red Dead uh, Two, which is one of the best games of this gen, um, broke the fourth wall. I remember, it was like a hundred gigs for that game, and yeah. then after that, it was like, okay, hopefully we never get back down here. And it's like, well. We're back here. <laughs> We're back to square one. And, and obviously, games can get even bigger. If you really think about it, they really want to add, you know, extra content to these games, depending on what it is. It get even bigger. Yeah. So that's it. I said, what's your rank in Rocket League? Uh, Rocketeer. Nice. Nice. I, I, that's, that's one of the games I actually platinumed, as a matter of fact. I platinumed Rocket, oh, Rocket dude, League. I fun. loved it so much. Love, love, love Rocket League. Got really good. At it. I haven't played it in a bit in a while. But, uh, you know, let's let's go to Dreadpool. Now, Dreadpool, listen, here's the thing. Again, when, when, you, when you're looking at what, when we comp simply compare prices, you say, well, I can get a Series S for $299. Or I can go buy a one terabyte memory card for $229. The value proposition, it seems to be a little wonky. But again, we have to remember the size of this of this card is not is isn't bigger than maybe a quarter and a half. The technology in the NVMe SSD 
and this is, I believe, is the 4.0, is, is expensive. It is ultra expensive. Now, will it come down in price? Well, of course, it, of course it will. Um, but when you when you when you hear Jason Ronald and, and more specifically Microsoft, especially through Aaron Greenberg, confirming that third party options are going to be coming in the future and relatively soon, I would imagine. Um, it, 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 are you are you interested to see how the pricing structure is going to uh, you know go? I mean, could we see you know maybe? A third, a third party company release one of these drives at maybe a hundred and fifty, a hundred and forty dollars, as opposed to two twenty nine. No, no, not this early. Uh, even, even being competitive, they're going to match up the prices. Uh, if you look at, um, let's see, the first um, Samsung NVMe four point is a is over two hundred dollars, and that's the nine eighty. Okay, so that's that's the actual chewing stick gum. Now, for them to re-engineer that into a memory card is it's going to cost them a pretty penny too. So yeah, I think, I think what what happened was uh, Microsoft just went with Seagate just so they can figure out how to do this, and then obviously open it up to anybody else that wants to do it because they're all making NVMEs right now. They're, they all know the technologies. It's all about the controller that's inside the that that. Um, Obviously, it's a controller, so it controls where, where everything sits in the memory in the storage. So the better the controller, the faster that everything can go through, the better quality products you have in there, uh, your speed increases without any hiccups. Um, so for them to do that, they have to redesign it to fit that, that design for the memory card. I don't see it going down anytime soon, but competition will breed better pricing for us. Uh, so. Yeah. As soon as somebody comes out, they may come out like $10 cheaper or $20 cheaper. Uh, right now, even if you look for anything for the NVMEs, I'm looking at a Western Digital, which I usually look at Western Digital NV NVMEs subpar to Samsung. And theirs is $229. It's uh, the Black Edition that, ironically... I don't know if we're going to get into this later, but ironically, this is the first one that's been confirmed. Yeah, we actually we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring it up okay. in the back end just to give so, people the idea. Yeah, so it's it's two twenty nine. Okay, so right right there, that's two hundred and thirty bucks. Just for well, I mean, thing. listen, you know, being that you you, you talked about, let's let, let's let's basically let the cat out of the bag because we're not going to spend too much time on this. First of all, just so yeah. people understand, the memory solution for the Xbox, right, which is the Seagate one terabyte expansion drive. Is two hundred and twenty nine bucks. That's the only one that's available. They don't have a five hundred. They don't have a two two terabyte as of yet. The stick that Dreadpool is talking about that we that we're going to get when we get into it when we talk about the breakdown of the PlayStation Five. Their five hundred. They have three versions. They have a five hundred gigabyte. That's one hundred and fifty bucks. The one terabyte is two hundred and thirty bucks. Right. So that's ten dollars more than the um, the Xbox One. But check this out. When you go to two terabytes, folks, four hundred and fifty dollars. See, and that's actually pretty cheap, considering when you double from one terabyte to two terabyte, it's more than double. Yeah, in price. Yeah, and when you go to, from two to four, it's literally like four times the amount of the two terabyte. Obviously, the, in this one here, they're not making that size just yet. But when you look at the other ones, when it's the PCIe Gen three. 
Yeah, you look like eight hundred dollars. Like, yeah, shit. it's it's exactly memory is not cheap. I mean, again, it's a two terabyte drive will cost you as much as a. Ser- Think about this for a second, folks. This thing isn't bigger than a stick of gum. Okay. Yep. Think about this. Uh, the, the, how serious this memory stuff is. A stick of gum is going to cost you. Now, granted, it's not a stick of gum, folks. It's a freaking uh, NVMe memory card, but it's just it's like a, it's, it's it's like a stick of gum. One of these two terabyte drives will potentially cost you fifty dollars less than an a X an Xbox a Series X or a PlayStation Five with disk drive. I mean, holy shit! Are we are we kidding me? So when you when you compare, you know, their their one terabyte versus the one terabyte. Listen, folks, memory is expensive. These are top of the line consoles. We and the one thing that I want people to realize is. When the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 first launched, that was old technology, okay? These new consoles, both of them, are doing things that PC, the master race, is not doing yet. They will be doing it, but Microsoft and Sony have put a lot of the development time, a lot of know-how and tech into these consoles. And to be honest with you, I think, and I'm not sounding like a boob here, I think we're lucky we're only paying 500 bucks, to be honest, based mm-hmm. on the tech that's coming in these things. See, last gen was only a half step. The half yes. gen that we, we between the Pro and the uh, the 1X is also a half step. This is finally the next full step that we're finally yeah, this getting. Is, this is true next gen, for sure. Yeah. So, and, and then you got to also remember, if you're going to compare the hard drive or the memory side, the expansion memory for 230 bucks. Compared to a $300 console, that $300 console only has uh, 512 uh, gigabytes on there. So if you're going to buy that and the memory, just go ahead and buy an X. You know what I mean? If you're if you're trying to save money, it's just like when they when you first originally bought the 360 and you bought the arcade version. Yeah, it costs you more money to buy the add-on hard drive <laughs> than it did just to buy the, the the you know the console straight up. So if you guys are looking at this stuff, you know, forward think in your purchase like you would a PC. Forward think what you're going to do. You know, so is it worth the money now? No, but if if in the future you're going to go this way, don't skimp out. Figure out what you're what you're looking for. If if five twelve is enough for you to play your games, and you're going to just constantly delete, and you don't have a uh, a download size uh, limit from your provider, then have at it. You know, but if you do, you might want to reconsider your sizing don't forget this is only for the fast storage for for playing the next gen games all your old hard drives will still work so you don't have to panic yeah that's absolutely correct but again we also have to remember the old hard drives are still going to be workable you just can't load your games from that. So you just have to move them. And we've heard that these 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 SSDs are moving them in eh, seven minutes, ten minutes. I mean, listen, if you're going to play a game, I'll put it to this way. As a gamer, you know which six games you're going to play, which is probably what about we're going to be able to have six to eight games, I would imagine, the base, depending on the size. You know what you're going to be playing. And if there's something that you're going to want to play, then you just move it over at, while you're playing something else, and it's not going to be a problem. I mean, again, you don't have to spend the money. You just have to be a little bit more um, wise with your 
you know, with your storage uh, capability. That, I mean, that, that's it. But, Joe, I, I want to go to you next on this, um, Mr. Badbit. Obviously, the pricing for both of these, uh, the stick versus the card, they're very mm -hmm. similar. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm immediately going to upgrade my PlayStation 5 memory. I love, would love to get the two terabyte, but I'm not spending $450. I, I just, I can't. That's ridiculous. I'll, yeah. I'll just pay the, 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 you know, the, the 250 or the, you know, the, whatever it is, the 230. Yeah. Um, what, what, what do you, what, what are your thoughts hearing Jason Ronald come out already and say that? Yeah, listen, take it easy. Third party, uh, you know, um, are, are coming. And obviously, we just wanted options right now. So I think that's why they teamed up with Seagate to give us something now. Yeah. And then obviously later, the third parties will come in. Hopefully, they'll be able to be competitive. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I think Jason Ronald saw the PlayStation 5 tear down and saw the expansion slot and seeing that. Yeah, there, this thing's going to be compatible with, with many different size of cards, right? Like PlayStation 5 is giving you a lot of options there to choose and pick and choose. Like you could choose that Western Digital. You could also probably choose um, the Samsung that I have in my computer for, I think it was like 180. So like you can shop around. So Jason Ronald's really saying that to kind of say, whoa, 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 don't worry. We're not, this is not like like the standard how we would handle proprietary stuff which is give you a bit of a markup and this is the only thing you're able to buy until you know we decide otherwise so they're really coming out ahead and saying no 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 we're giving you choice we're giving you this option right now because it's the most expedient and so that that makes sense uh, that that makes sense that they would do this to me I'm on the boat that um yeah, and I've said this prior that like this is kind of like the SD card situation on on the Nintendo Switch, in terms of when when the Switch came out, you know, a one twenty card was like eighty eighty ish bucks up to yeah, hundred now. Expensive dude, yeah, and, yeah, and then it just nose dived down after a year or two on the market. Um, I think that's we're going to see that similar to the SSDs that are going to be implemented in the PlayStation five and the Xbox series. Um, because yeah, like PC, uh, PC building is, is bigger than it's ever has been. Hard drives keep going down in price year after year. And with these cards in these consoles, it really does say that, yeah, no, these things are the, the next big thing in terms of, uh, of, of, of memory for your console or, or for your PC rather. So, to me, I, I'm always on the boat of like, this is going to be just like your Xbox 360 hard drives where you started at the beginning gen with 20 gigs, and then you ended it with 250 for the same price, right? That's what I'm thinking it's going to be in this generation where we start off with the low number, which is probably anywhere between six to 800. And then we're going to end up maybe probably around like, you know, a solid one and a half, two gigs per console type of deal. And with these cards then going down in price as years go on. So to me, I, I always like, I, I'm always going to be on the camp of like, you don't need this right now. Uh, if you, if you don't have a data cap, like I don't, um, then you could just literally install and, you know, or uninstall, you know, how at you will. please. Yes. Yeah. At will. So to me, like also knowing that, you know, most of these games are, are, are like for PlayStation, 
I'll probably fill up that hard drive within a year, but that's if I don't take anything off. And I usually, once I'm done, I just uninstall. So like to me, I, I'm going to hold out for at least a year. I, I want a two gig card at a reasonable price before I drop that bucket of cash. Cause I think two gigs is really the sweet spot. So I, I'll drop that cash, but at a later date, I do like that. They're giving us options though, both, both of them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and again, you don't necessarily have to buy these cards. You don't have to buy the stick of gum. You don't have to buy the little memory card. You can simply do exactly what Bit, Mr. Babbitt said is uninstall at will if you don't have any data caps. I, I don't have a data cap, so that's what I do. But I still have stuff on my hard drives. I have 14 terabytes of hard to, hard drive space right now. I mean, just, just to give you guys um a quick comparison, I was looking into potentially getting um a, a, a two terabyte uh, ssd drive you know a, a, a you know a portable you know that you just plug in and that's almost three hundred dollars uh so i mean the memory situation especially when you start getting into ssds is expensive so again you can play uh you can play off of your your ssd you cannot play off of your hard drive uh that will have to be moved over let me just catch up on something What's that? Clarification. On the Xbox, you cannot play next-gen games. Next-gen games. That's correct. Right. Yes. Yes. You Next-gen games you cannot play, but you can play smaller uh, titles from the Xbox 360, the OG Xbox. I don't, I don't necessarily know about the Xbox One. You might be able to play some, but next-gen games you have to have to play off of the SSD drive. So, uh, you know, let me catch up some of your super chats and we will get right into the next topic. Sin Vendetta, a good and generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, went from level 12 to level 212 with 13 platinums. I haven't checked my level, so I have to see what I'm at. I'm probably not even at 200 because I only have four platinums. Um, it's Joker, drops an outstanding $5 super chat, says, can't wait for the Series X in four weeks and counting. All of them haters can go blow their control, blowing their controllers piece. Um, we also have, uh, we also have uh, effing nuisance, drops a very generous $2 super, super sticker. Thank you for that effing nuisance. Definitely appreciate it. <clears throat> Hero of the day yesterday, Eagles fan 76. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, this gentleman, Right before the show went live, dropped the hot button information that the Series X was available for pre-order at Costco. And, of course, I was able to make that announcement live on the air with the 1,400 folks that we had in the Yes, I'm I'm laughing because I still can't believe that many people tuned in for it. But we had almost uh, 1,400 folks that came out yesterday. And I want to say there was a significant amount of people that not only wrote in the chat that did, yes, thanks to the information provided by, of course, Eagles fan 76, that they were able to get theirs. And Joe is one of them. I'm one of them because I got got the one we needed for the giveaway. Um, And there were a lot of people that were – very, very happy. I got a lot of messages on the YouTube channel itself, as well as on Twitter. So, of course, he was the hero of yesterday. He drops an outstanding $2 Super Chat, and he says, none of the SSDs are worth it until 2 terabyte under 200 From your mouth to the gaming god's ears, my friend, that's what I'm talking about. We have Axel1324, drops a very generous $5 Super Chat. Says, I delete games that I don't think I'm going to play anymore. 
But just the other day, I played one of those uh, using xCloud, no install needed. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, Shane Tomlin drops a very generous five dollars and says, boom, that's not correct. Jason Ronald said that the only thing you will lose is loading times, uh, ray tracing, and everything else you get. No, that... Um, if you're going to play next gen again, you you have to play it on off of your internal SSD drive. I can't say for Sony. I don't know. I don't know what Sony. I know for what Jason Ronald said, you need to play off of your SSD on your or obviously it's the the memory card which is technically inside your console as well as the uh, one terabyte SSD that's built in. Um, so thank you for the super chat and thank you for the clarification. Uh, we have uh, Kaysante, a very generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding two dollars super chat. Says all Xbox One games can be played on the XS on on, on 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 the Series X external. Okay, so that's good to know. Also, so if you're playing Xbox One games, you can play off the external. That's that's interesting. Yes. Um, so. I want to move on to another topic now. Again, folks, this there, there is not a lot of meat and potatoes on this particular topic. So I, I just, again, it's it's a lot of speculatory that I pulled from a particular article, but I think it's interesting nonetheless and, and certainly worth a conversation, at least in my opinion. Um, obviously, with the delay of Halo Infinite, many in the Xbox, in, in the Xbox community, including myself, were crushed. And since then, there has been little to no information on exactly when the long-awaited sequel is coming out. Well, that is until now. Now, at the moment, there's been no word on a release date or even a release window. However, Amazon may have just leaked the, the release date uh, for this major Xbox title potentially coming in 2021. Now, over on Amazon, they have available The Art of Halo Infinite, hardcover book. It has gone up for pre-order with the release date of June 29th, 2021. Now, June 29th is a Tuesday. Most common uh, for big games to be released other than, of course, Fridays. But here is where we get into the weeds and, again, the bit of speculation, or should I say, take my hand and let's go down to speculation town. Most of these art books are released day and date with their games. Now, have they released before and after? Sure. But to push sales of these art books... They are usually made available the same day the game is available. So June 29th is when the art book is available, for, which is being, again, it's, pre -order, it's pre-orderable right now, and it is going to be released on the 29th of June. Now, here is something else that I find to be interesting. We know that next year, God willing, E3 will be making its triumphant return. E3 is normally the first uh, the ending of the first week of June going into the second like i think last year i was in la from the 9th through the 13th if i'm not mistaken so it's interesting that again i we have no idea what the development is going on with halo infinite did they have to scrap everything like i said the story's there the gameplay is there they just need to do something with the graphics. And then I think you're going to have a perfect package. How far is 343? I don't know. 
do they do they internally think they're going to hit June? But I don't know either. I don't know that either. But it it is suspicious, and there might be something to this because it would be pretty epic if at E3 2021, if there is one, of course, that Microsoft not only showed us maybe potentially side-by-side comparisons of what Halo launched on July 23rd looked like and what they were able to do with it with all the extra time and baking in the oven, you know, they could do a side-by-side comparison and they can turn around and they can get everyone excited to say, yes, this is what it looked like. We heard the fans. We we went back into the drawing board and this is what it looks like now. Oh, and PS, by the way, it's releasing June 29th. And the the crowd and the world would just crack open in excitement. Uh, so I'll, I'll go to Dreadpool first on this. Dreadpool, again, this is a very speculatory kind of a uh, conversation that we're about to have. But we, like I said, the evidence is there. A good portion of these art books always release side by side with their game to push sales of said art book. Do you think there's any truth to this? Well, you know, it. it we didn't hear about this art book until after it got delayed. So it, it, it kind of might've already been set in process and maybe because it's already there as a, as a bookmark. And when they said that they're going to push it back and give it a few more months to polish it and make sure it's the game we want. Um, it's, it's a good possibility that they just said, you know, they'll match it up with that. So that way they can keep that hype going. Not only are you getting the game, you're getting the book. To, to reference, uh, you know, anytime you have movies, you know, you have graphic novels that follow or are or, or ahead of it. Usually they follow so they don't give any spoilers away. So with that being said, you know, if they're doing this graphic book for that, you know, for us to to look at and, and see, see the art style and, and everything that they've done in that process, it, it could also well be a good predecessor to the game being released. Um, will they have enough time, though? That's the other question. Will, will they have enough time to do that? Hmm, so there should be enough time, depending on where they were in development by that time. So could they push it back like we've already previously said but prior to have it for the anniversary date? We don't know. But I think... One of those two would be a good spot. So, yeah, you know, like I said, with the hype going around, with the book coming out, the game coming out, they both would help the other sell. So it's a good, you know, mesh to keep them both together. Yeah. No, obviously, again, they. I don't think it's going to take much to have to sell Halo Infinite per se, but the art book would certainly be a nice caveat if you will uh when you walked into gamestop or best buy or wherever else uh sells the games and if you are if you are a fan like me i i buy i do buy the art books of games that i'm big fan of like i have all of division artwork for division one and two i have all the artwork for titanfall one and two i have one for assassin's creed odyssey so i I don't buy as many because i don't have the space but i do have quite a few yeah, and who doesn't buy collector's versions for, for the games that they love, you know? Exactly. And, then, yeah. and then, like you said, you buy those books for those games. This is just another add-on to have as, as another trophy around your collection to add to it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Joe, I want to go to you next on this. You know, obviously, you are a huge Halo fan. I don't think people understand how big of a Halo oh, fan God, you are. You brought out the gun. <laughs> you brought out the gun. Yeah, and he's always good to be on camera with his guns. Very nice. Um, Second Amendment right, right here. 
There we go. Re- re- ready to, to to take down the covenant or the covenant the, man or or the banished you know? or, the, or the banished more or the banished. Don't even care if it's the Prometheans either. I'm taking them out. We don't like the Prometheans in this channel. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but Joe, here's the thing: with the July 23rd event, but well behind us, and the the fan reaction and, and the reaction from, of course, the gaming media wasn't good. But when you say July, when you say July twenty third, and then you talk about maybe potentially this becoming true, and saying June 29th, that is eleven months and some change removed. I don't know. I'm not a developer. I couldn't tell you if that's enough time, but it certainly could be enough time, especially if you think that many of the cases have already been made. The artwork mm. for the uh, you know for the said cases are already made. The advertisement artwork for the um, f- for the release of Halo Infinite probably is already done, which they of course just put on the back burner till the game is ready. So, is it likely, or in your opinion, unlikely that they could hit this rumored leaked June 29th date to match the artwork of Halo Infinite? So I think the artwork is probably, if if it's anything like the Miles Morales art book that we saw yesterday, no, two days ago, get teased. Uh, that art book's coming out in February. Oh, so okay. this, so theoretically, this Halo art book could actually be a little later than the game actually releases. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we've seen people like Colt Eastwood and Tim Dog. Uh, allude to the fact that this game is closer than we're th- we're we're thinking that it is. Oh, interesting! So, I missed that. Yeah, so this could be—I could be wrong. <laughs> you could quote me on that if I'm wrong, uh, and bash me over the head with it. I could be, but that's what I've 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 heard. It's more quarter two than quarter one, but it's it's closer. Um, honestly, to me, I'm just if when the game's ready, the game's ready. So like, take all the time you need. That new leadership there, take all the time you need, make this game the best Halo game it can possibly be, and I'm good. It could be quarter two, it could be quarter four, as long as the game comes out, because there's so much expectations now on this game, even more than it already was. This game has to be stellar. So, you know, whatever it's going to take for that game to finish its fight and come out on whatever time it needs, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm right there with you. I, I, I'm in the camp. I mean, listen, for me, as someone who appreciates dates, uh, specifically anniversaries and birthdays and special occasions of that nature, I think, and again, I would not suggest that if the game was ready to go that you would hold it back for this. But because I'm all about, I'm in your camp where, please, by all means, for the love of the gaming gods, take all the effing time you could possibly want. What I would love to see happen is a celebration of Master Chief. And how could you do that in 2021? Well, how I would do it if I worked for marketing and I'm looking to work for Microsoft Marketing. If you folks are listening, you know, hit me up in a DM or the business email is available. You know, we'll have a conversation. You know, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I would love to see 
them release this on the 20th anniversary of the Halo franchise. And you could use that celebratory date, which is November 15th, 2021, as a way to release a special edition custom Series X, Series S, mm -hmm. some controllers, a statue or three. You could really let your hair down and really excite the fan base, not only because it's the 20th anniversary. Not only are you getting all of this swag that you can turn around and upgrade, but you're going to get a game that has had enough time to do everything right. So when it releases, it gets a 95 on Metacritic. It is critically and commercially successful for Microsoft. That's what I would do. And talking about it, folks, I got goosebumps because that's how much of a Halo fan I am. You know, um, I want to go to uh, BitCloud on this. You know, I just painted an, an incredible picture. I would even say that it's a Picasso. Oh, yeah. Do you agree that, I mean, again, we're talking about the Ju uh, June 29th date, which is a little weird for me because it's not the time you would put out a Halo title. That's just me. That's more of a, a fall S kind of a title. But... When you hear that, when you hear that these art books potentially sometimes come right alongside the game, is this leak possible, or do you think it's more maybe we get it in, and and Microsoft sees the potential of the celebratory aspect of Master Chief and they wait to the fall of 2021? You know, honestly, I'm surprised they just didn't announce it and they're going to do it in general. Because the last time we had Halo be treated kind of like an event in general was back with the 360. With Halo Three, yes, and I that, that that released on my birthday. As a matter of fact, that so you year. had a console, you had an event, you had the collector's editions, the steel, but you had it all with the game. And that's like it's like you know you haven't had anything like that since then. Yes, it's, it would be perfect to do that, especially when it's officially ready. You come out with a custom theme Series X, you push the controllers, you know, do all that. I'm personally down with that. Hell, even announcing an Elite controller if possible. Yes. I I would I put it to this way. If you guys recall the 360 controllers that came with the little uh, Master Chief figure were designed by Todd McFarlane. Like those controllers, I mean, there it was a celebration. They had the, the cat head helmet. And all of that were perfect. Like that blue yeah. reach design, the blue and silver. It was incredible it, it, it really really well done and again it was and it was it was an exciting time to be a halo fan i mean i don't know i don't know what's going to happen i honestly don't know but like what it, you said it, it was an exciting time to be a halo fan and it's that type of stuff they need to bring back make it exciting make it worthwhile make it you know eventful so i'm saying make that yeah. moment last that's what you need to do well it would be it would be a rebirth because obviously it was a bit of a hiccup to get where they're going to get to. So it would be one of those hiccups that you can turn around and you can say, um, um, oh, yeah, here's, here, here is Crispy Bomb. Hey, Crispy, welcome to the show there, brother. We'll get him in a second. Uh, but it would be a very exciting time considering that it came from a hiccup. Right, we June twenty third. It's 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 a time that we remember. The Craig memes are all over the place, right? Obviously, but it would be pretty epic to have that kind of event. And you said it. The last time we celebrated Halo in a in a, in a, in an event that was the, that the news covered 
yeah. was during the Halo 3 release, where Dude, it was you could people. They yeah. had voice. They had T-shirts. They had yes. Hats. They had yes. I had them all, dude. I had it all, dude. I it was I crazy. It was legit. Felt like a legit holiday. It was strictly it for him. That's what needs to be uh, brought back. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree, one hundred percent. Crispy bomb. Are you there, sir? Can you hear me? Yes, we certainly can. Welcome to the oh, program, uh, there, dude. Like a little bit of a, an issue with the mic today. So oh, not I listen. Well, we hear we hear you perfectly fine. Actually, we were just but we were actually just about to move on to the next topic. But you're here, so let's talk about it. And we're talking about Halo now. Obviously, you took a look at the show notes, and uh, we, you know Amazon had uh, put out a, a, a release date for June 29th, the Art of Halo Infinite. Now, like we were saying in in uh, earlier, a good portion of these art books are usually Usually, again, usually in air quotes, release side by side with the game. Um, it, do you think that this is a leaked release date, and 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 could it possibly be coming uh, on June 29th, or do you think that Microsoft potentially will hold this release if the game is not the way the way that they want it, giving 343 as much time as they need, and do a celebratory release? On the 15th of November, which just so happens to be the 20th anniversary of the Halo franchise. That's tough to say because I don't think they want to wait that long with this game. Uh -huh. um, they, they really they don't want to they don't want people to, to feel like uh, something really is wrong. Like not just, you know, COVID related stuff. Um, I, I feel halfway through the year is about right. Um, there's not a lot of games announcing right now for the June quarter. This is also, you know, the 29th is not a placeholder because that would be like more like June 1st or June 3rd. Yeah, that's they said that like in that. the in the story it would be the 1st or the 30th. Yeah. Yeah, so this is possible um I mean they could change the date whenever they want. So, you know, if they haven't taken it down yet though, they might just be teasing. You never know. <laughs> I mean, they could could be like, "Hey, let's play with our play with your feels a little bit." Cuz <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> there's there's a lot of people excited for this game. And you know we don't we don't really know what that demo actually you know how how actually important it was. I mean it's it's one of those things like I played Gears for that demo you know the, the beta yes and it looked just about like that to be honest with you. And then when I played the actual game, my God, <laughs> you're like, is this the same game? What? <laughs> but. It looked like more like texture, stuff like that could be added. So I feel like it will be probably halfway through the year. I, I think I think there's something to this. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I, when I, the, paint, the, the picture that I painted besides the one in uh, November was that we know that E3 2021 is scheduled to come back to L.A. Uh, again, I don't know if COVID is still going to be a thing. Potentially, it could be, so we may have a digital event. But we do know that E3 is happening in June. Usually, it's the first week going into the second week. Wouldn't it be pretty epic, Crispy, if Microsoft got out on stage, took a side-by-side -side screens gameplay trailer, and said, this is what it looked like in July 23rd that people were not happy with. This is what it looks like now. They've run the exact same 
side by side comparison, and you're like, holy shit, they really did it. This looks incredible. What? This is what I expected. And then at the end of that trailer, Phil Spencer says, June 29th, Halo Infinite will be available. It, it, I think that would be great, but you also got to tout 4K 120 frames per second, and then you're really talking. Now, yeah, now sure. you've made you've made a you made a definite reason, you know, to uh, to show it off, uh, show it off in that way. I think would be awesome uh, to say that they would do that. Not necessarily; they might just show the game itself, but you know, tout the the 4K 120 FPS uh, on the Series X. You know, they they got to be. It's going to be a little difficult for them in E3 because they got to be. Very specific on what each console can do. So, you know, we, we, I think we're going to see the Series S, you know, shown on certain games, the Series X shown on certain games because they do want to advertise both, but they have to they have to be very specific. So, I'm hoping that you know we get to see 4K 120 a lot more though. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. And I think I think we're going to. I I, I again uh, on RDX this Tuesday. Uh, Aaron Greenberg had confirmed live on the air that the next-gen gameplay is coming, and it's coming soon, as well as the official launch list for the Series X and S. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some more information uh, this Monday, which is you know usually an Xbox Monday, uh, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what information they release uh, next week. But I, I, I want to move on to the next topic, but before I do, let me just, again, catch up on some of these incredible Super Chats. We have one from Simon brandy who drops a very generous five dollars super chat says the uh the latter infinite ships the uh, the, no the later infinite ships the better i want halo to be the best it can be gamers need to show patience for once keep up the good work boom well thank you simon definitely appreciate that and i agree i say take all the time you need to make this the triple a banger halo game that we all want uh chaosante shows his generosity once again with an additional five dollars super chat says to play devil's advocate there has been a bunch of other halo tie-ins coordination that have been uh, uh that that has been ruined by the delay this could be one of those indeed indeed it certainly can be one of those uh maybe this is something that was going to come uh you know almost a, a year from now I, I i i can't say but i know that when that book releases it's going to contain spoilers uh of things that we don't uh that we were going to experience in the game i will buy the book i will not read that book or, or even bother looking at it uh, until um, the game comes out because I don't want anything spoiled. We have Sin Vendetta, another very generous friend, shows his generosity once again with an additional $5 super chances. I don't know if you saw it, Boom, but the medium got a December 10th release date. Looking forward to it. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm happy it has a release date, but I'm not going to front. I am disappointed because if you if every conversation I've had with anyone that asked me, boom, what is the first game that you're going to play on your Series X? It was going to be the medium. Unfortunately, we're going to get it a month later, which is, I suppose, fine, because there's going to be steady content coming out. But it's I, I really wanted to play that game, so I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to, again, not going to lie about that, but... We know at least it's coming this year. They did say holiday. Holiday is in December, so I really can't blame them. But again, when that game comes out, I will eat that game up. I'm a big horror fan. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Clutchman01 um, drops a very generous $5. Super Genesis. Side note, bought the Forza 7 disc back on release. 
saw it was it was now in Game Pass and loaded the game right up without the disc uh, inside. Hashtag winning. Yeah, that's the one thing great about Game Pass. If it's saved on your hard drive, you're just going to load it up like as if you are playing the disc. But I want to go into the next topic, and this one happened late yesterday. and Very interesting, I might add. We have something that shocked the game. And this is another blockbuster move by Microsoft. Now, obviously, look, the Bethesda deal shocked the gaming industry in a way I don't think we're ever going to look at these deals again. I think it was as big as anyone could have ever guessed. But yesterday, GameStop and Microsoft has announced a partnership that aims to advance GameStop's key strategic pillars and extend its digital omni-channel ecosystem. Hold on just a second. Who do I need now, to oh, Okay, good. <laughs> no, no, I'm here. I'm here. This is um I saw a lot of people poo-pooing this deal yesterday. And and I have to be honest with you. I think that this is a much bigger deal. Now, I was talking about this in the private chat. I was lucky enough two weeks ago to be reached out by a source that I have used before. And it's a source that is not attached to GameStop. They are, they are a third-party source that has given me some pretty good tidbits. And they had the, the stuff that they have provided me, I can now share because it, basically the cat is out of the bag. But I didn't know it was a partnership with with with, uh, with GameStop. What had what had been explained to me is that the GameStops themselves are getting an overhaul in their interior design. And in front of the register that Microsoft had spent a significant amount of money for uh, that wall space when you first walk into your to, to your favorite GameStop. Now, I know a lot of people are like, GameStop sucks, boom. What are you talking about? Well, that's for you. I buy all my shit from GameStop. I love them. I love my points. I've gotten hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of free uh, gift cards because I spent some money in there. I'm closing in on 1 million points, folks. 1 million lifetime points at GameStop. I spend some money there. So I like the store. I like the little bonuses. So when I heard this, I, you know, because obviously this generation, when you walked into a GameStop, what did you see first? You saw Sony everything from uh, emerald blue as far as the eye can see. And you didn't see green because it was all the way tucked in the back corner. Like no one, like the, the like the bargain basement corner. Right. Well, thanks to this particular deal, Microsoft has partnered with GameStop, and it's good for two reasons. One, it's going to put Microsoft's next gen consoles in your face when you walk into the store. See, now, again, Dread, and I'm going to go to you first on this because you and I have had this conversation numerous times. My personal biggest beef with Microsoft, and I work with them. I've worked with Microsoft. I am working with them right now. I just can't specifically say what I'm doing. And I have had Larry on the show. I've talked about them. I've been critical about their marketing. And for good reason. Their marketing has been subpar at best. We have seen a turnaround. And this is a big deal. Because whether you like GameStop or not, there are 5,000-plus stores 
around the world. Okay, that is a lot of stores with a lot of employees and a lot of room to sell your consoles. If you walk into said store and you were not sure what an Xbox was, that $299 price point is going to be up in your face. They're going to, from what I understand, what it was explained to me, the tip that I was given a couple of weeks ago is that it's going to have a giant glass case with both consoles. It's going to have a 55-inch 8K TV up there for you to see the games running, and everything is going to be within reach while you're standing online waiting to pay for whatever you're there for. Right in front of the register. This is a massive turnaround for Team Xbox. They were behind the 8-ball almost the entire generation with Sony's, and I said this before, people laugh at me, 24-inch Python of marketing that they currently have. Now, granted, I will admit it has diminished a bit, but you're going to see that marketing come back because it's Sony. They didn't they didn't, didn't lose their marketing people. They're the same people there. You're going to see the big marketing come back. But this is a big deal, folks, because not only does it keep GameStop from going out of business, which would have devastated me. I think that would have devastated the industry. Even if you don't shop there, it's a game-specific store. It's different than walking into a GameStop to find what you want than walking into a Walmart and saying, I don't see what I want because you know GameStop is going to have it. The same thing walking into a Target or even a Best Buy. It's not a game store. It's an electronic store. GameSpot, GameSpot, GameStop is an, a game store. That is what we want. That's at least what I want. Dread, when you hear this deal, when you see these two monster corporations coming together, knowing that that they that that in this generation Microsoft has failed with their marketing, to see them teaming up with, of course, GameStop, the biggest gaming retailer in this country and potentially some places around the world, does this get you excited to see what marketing capabilities are going to come from the next generation? When concerning Xbox. So what I picture is me walking inside a GameStop with an Xbox shirt on, and they're going to still ask me, do you want a PlayStation 5 game, or would you like to just download it using our free Wi-Fi? I, I, you know what? I don't. I I see that's, what you're saying, and yeah, they do push my that joke. narrative, but I don't think that's going to be the case no. because there's going to be training and marketing, and, and, and they're just not going to be allowed to do that if you want to continue to work there. No, that's more of a joke. Uh, you know, it, and that's the funny thing is because if you have Game Pass, you can just download it. There's no need in theory, right? Because, but, but people just like us, you, uh, and others in the chat, we, we'll go to the GameStop or another gaming store, and we will go and buy a game or yes, or or, or some sort of you know, um, let's say credit or you know, just anything that's. Um, that, that goes with the game you know what i mean some sort of accessory or something okay so the good thing about this is one it keeps the store's livelihood a little bit longer right so now they're not on a on a respirator they moved them out of icu and they're still in the hospital <laughs> like right? that's a good reference <laughs> okay but but they're still in the hospital so they're recovering but we'll see what happens now, uh, with that being said, they're going through the training. They're going to use everything that deals with Microsoft. Okay. It's not Xbox. It's Microsoft. Yes. So they're going to be dealing with more Microsoft products. 
you know, they're not using their old um, POS, which is a point of sale. Okay, they're not using that software anymore. Now they've migrated to Xbox's software for their POS. So they're going to have a lot more information at their hand. They can um, walk up to you like a Apple store or a Microsoft store and be able to have a, a PDA with them or a tablet or something to go over yep. and, and, and discuss things with you. So now they're doing a little bit more techie stuff. Okay. Isn't GameStop, uh, yes, GameStop also going and selling PC products, right? You yes. can get a graphics card, you can get yeah. a power supply. Okay. So it looks like this is what's going on. They're, they're, it's geared for more gaming, but a little bit more on the tech side. So these employees are not just going to be fanboys. They're going to be a little bit more knowledgeable to help everybody versus some of that narrative of pushing one console or another, you know, so this way they can produce a little bit better and, and get money to come in. You know, you want that money flow to come in because why would I, as an Xbox fan, want to come in and say, hey, I'm here to order the Mortal Kombat 11 collector's edition for my Xbox. Are you sure you don't want that for PlayStation? What did I say? For my Xbox, right? You get that you get that thing where I don't want to go back in there again. You know what I mean? When they look down at you like that, you don't want to go back in there. Hopefully with this retraining cuz now it's technology, it's not one or the other. Hopefully at this point in time, now they can actually help you out and you know, if you're looking for a graphics card, they could sell you that too for your PC that you're going to be playing your Xbox games on because that's what it is. That's fine. You know, it, it opens it up to give them more of a broad thing versus a niche of, hey, you know, I'm going to have some Batman statues and a couple Harley Quinn statues. And, you know, now we're gaming and comic and pop art. You know what I mean? Yes. The, the way that they went kind of didn't go with gaming but it went with the nerd culture see so and i think microsoft's trying to take it back from the nerd culture and bring it into more of a, a mass appeal for anybody to go in there because some people would just go in there like i came here for games what the hell is this you know i don't do comic books i don't do i don't know what this is why is this here why is it taking up space how come i don't have cartridges or the disc cases up along the wall now it's been moved out for t-shirts so some people are feeling jaded, and with this, maybe it'll open up to welcome everybody, not just a specific gamer or a uh, what? Did I, what did I say before? Uh, like, uh, you know, niche. Uh, pop. Yeah, niche, like a pop culture nerd that nobody else knows about this anime, but that one person in in that whole state. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Granted, I'm over exaggerating, but they're you know they're bringing in stuff that may not sell to everybody because it's so niche to a certain group of people. You know, anime is huge, but is it huge to all gamers? No, there's there's a lot of guys that play Call of Duty that are like, what the what is this? Why do I have to see this? I just want my Call of Duty. I want to go in, buy it, and get out. You know, I don't need to, you know, go through here and see a Deadpool gun, a Nerf gun, you know, on the side there. So I think they're trying to bring it up to not just a toy store. It's a game store. It's a technology mm. store. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm going to say this, you know, and Joe, I'm going to go to you next on this because you are not only, um, uh, you know, you have your, 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 I want you to put on your, um, your hat for, you know, being marketing, put on your marketing, marketing hat. Uh, look, a lot of people don't know this. Um, this thing I got to a hat is this goat I got from a birthday. Continue. Well, you know what? Listen, it's a good hat. Good look on you, brother. Definitely good look on you. Um, here's the thing. A lot of people don't know this. Reggie Fizeme. The gentleman that was the head of Nintendo for the United States. Yeah, retired. he's an He is an adv- he is on the advisory board. As a matter of fact, he has a pretty hefty role on the advisory board for GameStop. Uh, when he jumped on there, uh, the stock prices went up and they continued to rise. And I know this because my brother, Neil Mental, owns stock in GameStop. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously Reggie is very good friends with phil spencer and i'm not again this is getting really into the weeds so i don't know if they even had a conversation regarding this but i can tell you that from from a marketing perspective looking at what microsoft is looking to do going into the next generation is very different from the generation that we are currently in i think joe you would agree with that but i think the one of the biggest points that people overlook is the program that Microsoft is the only they're they're the only company doing this, the gaming company doing this in the Xbox All Access program. Now we know that you can do that on Amazon, you can do it at Best Buy, you can do it at Target, you can do it at Walmart, but you can also do it and subscribe to that or sign up for it at GameStop. This is going again, this partnership is going to put this at the front forefront of what Microsoft wants to do. Not only are they going to be in your face when you walk into the store, but that all access program is banners are going to be right there when you walk in and it's going to show $35 per month for the Series X, $25 per month. And that is potentially going to get people. And I said this before and folks laughed at me. This generation is going to be the biggest console generation leap in two console homes in the history of gaming and mm-hmm. i and i really really mean that because of a 300 dollars console microsoft is opening the door to get new fans as well as fans that might have left during the 360 to go to the ps4 to come back and still allow them to be playstation 5 owners joe what what do you think of this deal i mean how how big of this can, could this be for both companies it could be big. It probably isn't. GameStop's in a very bad place right now. Yes, they, they are. Nobody they wants are. to buy them. They're, they're at this point where they need to... Um, they're trying to... Reinvest isn't even a, a good word. They're trying to pivot into what they're... And now they're being in, in the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, this is going to break my concentration. I'm going to try my best again. Um, but they're trying to pivot their role somewhere in the gaming industry that they can, they can remain solvent. Um, most of, most of the changes uh, GameStop's already had, like, but they've had shittier systems in place. So pretty much, yeah, they've changed their POS. Um, they, it's pretty much like Xbox is giving them Microsoft word. It's giving them Microsoft business for the most part. And then when it comes to like, like, um, like giving them tablets, they've already had that. Every GameStop has a, has like an iPad there. Now it's going to be probably like a Surface Pro. Um, it speaks to a larger issue GameStop has, which is, uh, my, my GameStop's one of the busiest GameStops 
in the tri-state area, they barely ever have two people in that store. GameStop is dying. Yeah, Just straight no, it, it, it is. It's the truth. I mean, you definitely see the change for sure, but it's Dunzos, and they're trying their hardest to to try to change that. Um, now, how GameStop usually works is they have a general store plan of where they plot their their uh, their advertising or their store layout. Usually, it's a store by store basis. So, if you see a mostly PlayStation store or, or PlayStation wall, that is because that general area is mostly for PlayStation folks. Like right. mostly PlayStation people work there. There's GameStops that have like mostly like a Xbox wall, and that's because again, most customers there are it's an Xbox ecosystem there. Um, what this really means is it dictates a couple of things. It means no matter what, there's going to be a section for Microsoft, and it's going to be at a certain amount, uh, and it's gonna be placed strategically in every GameStop. That's the big thing here. That's the biggest change. So like uh, what I'm really thinking is when you open the doors and walk in, instead of being like in my GameStop, you're greeted by uh, Nintendo stuff, you're greeted by Xbox stuff. Instead of seeing the gondolas, you're going to see xCloud stations. Um, the biggest change here, and the, the only massive one that I think people are going to see, I'll read it out here, is that GameStop has expanded its Xbox family of product offerings to include Xbox All Access, which provides an Xbox console for 24 months of Game Pass Ultimate to players with no upfront costs. GameStop and Microsoft uh, will both benefit from the consumer acquisition and lifetime revenue value of each gamer brought into the Xbox e ecosystem. So now they're going to prioritize Xbox, and that's the biggest thing. Yes. Is now GameStop has an incentive, but it's a weird incentive because if you're if you're pushing Game Pass, which this is pretty much what it means, any game Microsoft product. GameStop's going to get a bigger chunk of revenue from, so they're incentivized to sell that bit of revenue yes. or to sell that item. Yeah. So they're incentivized to get people into all access. It's kind of like saying, hey, would you like to buy our coffin? Because here it is. Like all access is like Game Pass and Xbox. That's awesome. And it's a probably with the systems in place, it's going to be a lot more streamlined than they already have. So it's going to make it easier for people to buy Game Pass, buy all access, buy a a Microsoft products. It's going to make that more streamlined for people to get them in and out of the door as fast as they can. It's also weird for GameStop because, again, like Game Pass is, is going to kill you. <laughs> and and so to see that is is... Not to say it's a bad move. It's a great move if you're Microsoft, but GameStop, I'm just wondering to myself, what are what are they getting out of it? Because like to me, none of this, like, I don't you're still gonna get dumb employees there. You know, and I hate to use the broad brush, but like you're still going to get like my buddy came in, he uh he wanted an Xbox controller, and then they they were just like xbox controller like really that to him he's like you know what i'm done i'm just gonna shop at best buy like you're still going to get those type of people you're gonna still get people look how bad gamestop's hiring process is when i used to work there my store manager was going to hire someone just based on the fact that they wore a business attire to the interview like this doesn't change the 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 
the broader issue of the people that are in charge of these things maybe shouldn't be. There, there's, a, there's a lot of issues that GameStop has that I don't think this thing could solve it all for them. But if you're Microsoft, this is a great idea because, again, you're going to get xCloud stations. You're going to get yeah. the Xbox first mentality. And you're going to get, hopefully, an easier process onboarding people from the brick and mortar over to Game Pass. I don't see this as the biggest thing in the world, but I do see this is a nice step for Microsoft really trying to find any which way that they can find an advantage to pivot them to. I I think this is a more of an option for GameStop that buys them time as they try to pivot somewhere. Because I think, Dreadpool, you hit it out of the park. When you walk into a GameStop now, it's like there's a Funko Pop wall and mug wall <laughs> like like socks and it's just doesn't it's all so weird it's like where are the game portions it's like statues that are out of the box i don't want those statues they're out of the box yeah you got fingerprints on them don't want them so yeah yeah you no. had razor and like sections and stuff like that it's like yeah weird it's it's just it's just weird. They just they you're gonna see you're gonna to see a change, Joe. You, 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 yeah. And again, I have it on mm-hmm. good authority that the change is coming. Uh, Weren't and they been- supposed to change it before though? It was supposed to have like a gamer session in general. Like it was supposed to be monitors everywhere. Yeah, yeah. they've been. Yeah, they've been like like changes coming. That's been their attitude for the past three years. They keep they keep pivoting to one thing. That thing doesn't work out. And they, they go to another up. thing. Yeah. And then they'll create test stores to see what kind of yeah, hits. Well, yeah, but- basically. This. But, well, you know what? I, uh, Joe, you're onto something here because I think that it's safe to assume or even say, not even assume, just p- p- come out and say it, that GameStop in the last couple of years have been basically just throwing things at the wall and whatever stuck is yes. what they were going mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's exactly. not how you run a successful business. You and need this to have seems a plan. like the stickiest solution for them. This seems like it, the... It, the yeah. one that makes the most not again makes the most sense because again like selling game passes is you, i don't know if you're and i'm not saying <laughs> I, I, yeah it's like you're selling them you're you, it's like you're inviting them to your funeral so like but i think it's the one that is guaranteeing them the most money right now so that they can s- keep throwing other things on the wall because yeah. the Funko Pop craze is, is, is dying down and whatnot. They're working on, though, Joe. Like, for example, remember how, like, they already did it for the pre-orders, the $800 editions where they were selling all the stuff? I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be something they'll try to tackle along with the console purchase. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. They, they buy, buy this extra controller, get this, get you know, get a memory card, get you know, whatever to it. Yeah, we'll give you yeah. a deal on the expansion card. We'll probably throw a headset. We'll, you know, we'll with an extra cost of this. That that's probably the spin. Yeah, no, I'm, absolutely. Yeah. You know, big you know, big cloud. Being that you're here, let, let's let's go to you. But I want to read to you the direct quote from head of Xbox, Phil Spencer. This is what he had to say regarding this deal. He says, "For many years, GameStop has been a strong go-to market partner for our gaming products, and we are excited about continuing and evolving that relationship for the launch of the Xbox Series X and S. GameStop's extensive store base." Focus on digital transformation 
in an omni-channel omni environment as well as expert gaming associates. I don't know about that, but whatever. <laughs> okay. uh, remain an important part of our gaming ecosystem, and we're pleased to elevate our partnership. Now, I will say this. I go to the GameStop here in New Rochelle. It's, called, it's, it's in an area they call New Rock City. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I will say this about my GameStop. Every employee there is amazing. They're all gamers. They're all nerds just like me. They collect statues and pop, and, and they're always wearing a cool T-shirt when you go in there. That is the kind of – that I enjoy. That's Again, yeah. folks, I can't say that for everyone. I can't say that it's, everyone has an experience. Like rare in some cases. Yeah, like some, it is, for they sure. Tired, they look like they don't want to be there. Yes. Legit yes. like they love their job. They want to do this. They want to have fun. Yeah. Um, there is always a mixed bag with different people. Yeah, absolutely. So my, my question to you is, listen, you and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to have two PlayStation centric uh, uh, gamers, friends, brothers on this particular panel, because I, I really kind of want you to tackle this from a PlayStation mentality. Now, we know Microsoft was beat over the head by Sony's marketing this generation. Th there's no even arguing the point. It is what it is. But this, the, the marketing push that Microsoft has been doing has been a complete 180. And mm. this is another step, at least in my opinion, in the right direction to get people to know about Xbox. If they design the stores like it was explained to me in the email, this is going to be eye-catching when you walk into the store. Yep. Usually, when you walk into a store and there's blazing screens and consoles on display working and advertisement that says yeah, 25, 35, 200 games, EA Play, all of the all of the bells and whistles that are going to come with buying one of these consoles, I think they have a good shot on being in an excellent position. I'm not saying they're going to roll over Sony, but they're certainly going to be more competitive. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's aggressive marketing, much needed aggressive marketing on their part. This is going to guarantee that you know for a fact that they have their consoles in and you'll see it first. Now, granted, um, they can also spin this, boom. So, for example, you know, like when we get into these custom edition consoles, yes. they can have all that stuff immediately there the first thing you see so even if those who are not really um, like, like new savvy on the stuff, they see this and I can sell it as well. So it's cool for them. And honestly, um, with uh, GameStop signing this type of deal with Microsoft, honestly, I had no problem with this because if it wasn't for the consoles right now, GameStop probably would be legit like in trouble right now because let's face it, GameStop has become very irrelevant to a lot of us. Sure. Not everybody goes to GameStop. We mostly go to Walmart. We'll go to Target. We go to any other retailer. And as you guys clearly can see with the hassle with the pre-orders, it would have been a travesty if we lost GameStop in the long run because that's a less of an option, you know, and a less of a chance for you to get your hands on a console if they would have left the business. So it's cool. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's Microsoft needs to get a better foothold with advertising. They need to sell the consoles. They need to sell the service, which they're looking to do. It is a big part of their next generation plan. GameStop, 5,000 plus stores worldwide, specifically very big in this country. Again, I, 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 think, I, I think it's safe to admit that GameStop needed this more than Microsoft did, for it sure. It really did, man. The, oh, man, <laughs> when I tell you like Walmart was was killing them in the used game space and still kind of is it's crazy 
Yeah, they're giving no, um, much more training. For yeah, you do get more money. You definitely get more money there. I hate to say this, even Best Buy gives more, and and yeah, they're cheap Best bastards too. Really getting on the the trend too. Yeah, and no doubt. When is GameStop going? You know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, Crispy, I want to grab your opinion on this, and I saved you last because I know that you're going to have the most to say regarding. But let me read you Jim Bell, who is the GameStop chief financial officer. This is what he had to say after uh, Phil's comment. We believe Microsoft's integrated retail technology platform will enable the continued development of our frictionless omni-channel digital environment, providing customers with an exceptional cross-channel experience for all things gaming. Again, very corporate speak, but for you, seeing Microsoft be this aggressive, this early in on the generation, I mean, mind you, this 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 changed these stores, from, again, from the information that was provided to me, will be here mid-October, well before the launch of the console on the 10th of November. And it's going to be green, green, green. When you walk into the store, they're going to have the controllers. They're going to have the advertisement. I think this is a much bigger deal than a lot of people are giving Microsoft, or more specifically GameStop, credit for, especially because they have um, a roadmap to win this generation. I'm not saying they're going to. I'm saying they have a roadmap to win this generation. And I think having your wares up front in a store that specifically listen let, let me just stop for a second folks i see a lot of the the hate that goes on for this store you may not love it like me but let's just think about this for a second okay toys r us that has been around since i was the uh, up to my dad's knee is no longer here folks okay it's here yeah. it's back it's four stores in america okay that's one, it. In, one in the garden state mall and it's yes. nuts Okay, Wait, so, you, I remember the spinoff that it had. It was Babies R Us. Babies R well. Us. I mean, yeah, the, these these stores are gone. Okay, Toys R Us. I remember taking my nephew, my godsons, my goddaughters to Toys R Us, and it was an experience. It was an experience not only for the family but for the kids. That's gone. That's been eradicated. That's why GameStop needs to exist because yeah. you walk into the store. Sure, there are T-shirts. Sure, there's a Deadpool gun and and there's pops all over the place. And but it's box. an experience. It's, it's, part our, it's part of our hobby. It's exactly like a, a sing state when you like. You kind of feel like ah, I'm in my mode or I'm in my uh, my elements. Remember EB Games? We rarely yes. see games anymore. So. I agree. It's like that. It just um the reason why people are look down on GameStop is just the way they treat gamers as a whole. I agree that there's definitely a problem with the yeah. employee training for sure. Like, you see it as well. Like even with management, like you know, um, Badbit brought it up as well. Like you know, when you buy a console or a game, they'll recommend the other preferred console or something like that. It's like, listen, if you ask for Halo Infinite or if you ask for you know Ratchet and Clank or something on whatever console. Just let them buy the console. Like they always, you always have these ones who look like buzzkills. They try to read the description of games. Like, yeah, you know, all that. You know, talking about they give you that ratings. Like, do you really have to do that? Just give them the game. Let them go. Yeah. So, yes. Fun fact: I was the best salesman at GameStop at a point. <laughs> That's not surprising. I broke <laughs> GameStop. <laughs> yeah, I broke GameStop history once, where I got one hundred and thirty percent pre-orders in a single day. That never happened. Um, and like having over like a hundred transactions <laughs> and whatnot, I was yeah. really good at selling stuff. 
because I knew the product. People like, I mean, when I talk, right? People are like, you seem so passionate. I'm passionate about games. People That's see fun. that. It see that in, it, you know, yeah, and it rubs off. And, and a lot of it, it comes down to like, yeah, no, absolutely. There's a lot of people that work at GameStop that aren't gamers. That's fine. But it's the knowledge of the product you're selling. Exactly. It's just, it's just simple. It's, it's, it's one of the, like the simple things of being a salesman. Know what you're, know what you're talking about, or at least give the illusion you know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. And you don't see that a lot there. Like my one manager was there because he literally needed health insurance for his kid. Wow. He had no knowledge of video games. Wow. And like he was just there because his kid had a a, a heart condition. And so wow. like he relied on me to do the sales stuff. So like GameStop has a and and, and G, where GameStop's biggest issue is is the disconnection between um regional managers, district managers, and store managers. Yes. It's, at, at least here in in the tri-state, it's it's uh, it's a weird type of um of competition of who can kiss the most ass. I don't know if that's changed much. It doesn't seem oh, no. like it hasn't changed. You can see it. Like uh, I had a dude, um, the GameStop over here. Uh, he was yeah. a real dude. Like he 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 been there for a year and a half, and he was so close to manager. But it was this one guy, Joe. This is one guy who was always by the register. He would just do the most to try. You know, what I was like just literally yeah. the most. And I found out that he told on him because he was like he. One of his friends asked for him to hold a game for him, you know, so he can get it and get out there. He's going to pay for it, obviously. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. He told him just to get the promotion. So it's kind of like a cutthroat mentality just to get that um, that Fair. promotion with GameStop. And the way yeah. they hire people, it's like they put your names in this pile of misfortune. That's what they call it. They do all that <laughs> stuff. Like they, They're literally, it's not the, the best place. I had people who work there uh, say that they made you, they made them rethink video games. They look at it in a different light. Not necessarily mm. the positive. It's like, yeah, I can see it. Like yeah. back in the day, the attitude, the overall energy with GameStop was so great. Like, yeah, I remember back when they were selling. Um, I think it was Modern Warfare 3's little night vision goggles. Yeah, I yes. That. Yeah. You I have that. Remember the, remember the yep. energy in the store? It's like you felt it everywhere. You were so happy to buy something. Yeah. You don't get that same vibe anymore. I do. You? you just go in there. It's like, hey, man, you got this game? No. Okay. See you next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got one sales associate at the one that I go to. Yeah. And she's not really a gamer. She knows little to anything. But you know what? She's actually helpful. She doesn't yeah. know everything. Like, I for, I forgot to even pre-order my Mortal Kombat 11 Collector's Edition. I completely forgot, that you know, and everything. So by, by the time I ran down there, they are already sold out. So she's like, you know what? Give me your number. I'll call you back if we have any more in stock because people will cancel it out and everything. She actually did that versus the other employee in front of her manager saying oh you you know the the playstation version's much better and i'm like it's the same damn game it's just i prefer it on xbox i asked for xbox yeah. why are you telling me this and i looked at him and i said this is why i don't come in here but when the the, the other associate that knew nothing was willing to help me and i looked at him keep her she's great she is very customer service she will keep you making money dude i've had one so like and store reps are a huge thing as well. When I used to work at GameStop, I remember there was one Sony rep. Yeah, I run a PlayStation podcast, not back in the day, but this is back like sixth generation. And I think that it came down to the, should I buy a Wii or should I buy a PlayStation move? And I said something along the lines of like, 
you should buy a Wii because if this is if you want the movement stuff, I don't know much of move in terms of if they're going to support it on the long end. So I'd strongly recommend the Wii because that's what the whole basis of the console is. And I remember the Sony rep actually coming up to me going that they could have had me fired for saying that and having a whole ordeal uh, between my manager, my district manager, and actually getting that lady uh, practically fired because wow. she was not allowed to say that to me whatsoever. And so that's that wow. leads into the final bit, which is probably where this is going to be the most beneficial to GameStop, is now having hopefully reps be more in a communication with their stores in terms of questions that maybe the stores have for them. Um, that would be an awesome, awesome way to to have that type of communication between Xbox and GameStop so that you always feel like you have someone to turn to to as a as a partner in all this. Again, this is good mostly for Microsoft. Um, I don't see a lot of the benefits to my uh, to, to GameStop in terms of your experience there. Uh, but in the long run, I, I Again, there's just so many problems with GameStop that are outside of just this. This 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 is barely a band aid for them. There's so much wrong in that company's structure. I hope for the best because, like, I don't want to see anybody lose their jobs because, like, the the headquarters of Toys R Us actually literally 20 minutes away, and like when that went under, that town's economy just nosedive so i yeah. don't want to ever see that happen you know well hopefully not but you know what crispy bomb what, what, what are your thoughts after hearing everyone break this down do you do you have any thoughts do you think this is going to be beneficial not only for microsoft because i believe that it is my it's going to benefit microsoft tremendously but do you think that gamestop on the back end is going to see a resurgence of such uh i actually think this is a lot bigger than people are realizing yeah um, me too i'm right there with uh, you Microsoft uh, closed their stores. A lot of people forget this. Yes. Maybe this is just them being them and being strategic and saying, well, we're, we're, we're definitely shifting towards a gamer-centric type environment. Um, you know, I, I understand what uh, Badbit is saying about, you know, the Game Pass thing, but you have to understand that, you know, from what we know and what we've been told and what even developers say, they're actually selling more games because of game pass. So we don't know what will actually happen when it comes to this. Um, Microsoft Great has deep pockets. Microsoft has deep, deep pockets. People like this is just another like, Hey, we can do basically whatever we want. We're going to, Oh, GameStop, you're dying. You're at $9 a share. You're at $2 almost at the beginning of the year. Dude, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know what? We can't let you die because you got 2,000 stores. We might have something with that. Let's you think we'll do it with the Walmart as well? Like have it shipped over? That type of it, possible? It, it's, it's possible. I mean, it, they are – Microsoft could do just whatever they want. I mean, it's, it's crazy because, like, you think about how big of a company like Walmart is, but they can't even touch Microsoft. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that would be like putting – you know, with 2,000 stores, that's like saying – Okay, we can we can invest in this technically smaller company with with a huge footprint across the world, and we can invest a, a little bit of money to help them to help them really change things. Um, you're gonna see them probably go like more like a 
a Best Buy type feel. Because like when you walk into Best Buy, if you have questions, you usually got somebody jumping at you like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you know. But they usually they're they're trained to kind of just be there. They're not they're not sitting there staring at you waiting. Like you ever had that like, like the guy just staring over the the the, the pillar or something like, oh yeah, yeah, you need some help. You know, they keep asking you, and you're like, no. I don't need help. But when you go up to them, they're knowledgeable. And and I think that's the problem that we find. And you guys are just saying it in general. Like, you know, like like bad bit, you you sold a lot because you were knowledgeable. You know what I'm saying? Like if one of us were working there, I'm sure we would sell a lot. And and we would be you have to be able to sell whatever product is is fit for that person, not necessarily what you want. Because that's the whole point. You, you want to sell products. And I think by having Microsoft, you know, have this huge footprint in there, investing money, clearly they're investing money. I mean, we could sit here and, and say whatever you want, but this is a true partnership and, and Microsoft is going to GameStop ain't paying for nothing. I'm telling you that right now. They're, all the stuff that's going to be involved is all going to be Microsoft. And, you know, it's just going to be beneficial for them to have a vision, a, a, a good good look at what they should be doing and and i think they're going to use a lot of what they've learned in the microsoft stores to help them because you know they might have closed them but i think that was had a lot to do with you know the foot traffic for just microsoft products just isn't quite there yeah. um if they have huge footprints in, in best buys and stuff and they already had that when the stores were open so these are things that can help GameStop because, as I said, I mean, when Sati is out there like waving the gaming flag and saying, "Yep, we're here," uh, it, you know, why not put, you know, a lot of their products in a gaming store? And now with XCloud, a Surface or something being sold there technically can be for gaming. A lot of people don't understand like that they're putting their hands in every cookie jar and they don't care what partnerships they got to make, and they will they will help a 2000 store company survive because they know that they can have that advertisement right in the forefront. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, real quick, why I want to, well, before we move on to the, one of the, uh, again, the bit, why I think one of the biggest topics of the show, I just want to catch up with some of these outstanding super chats that have come in. And thanks to Dreadpool for dropping them into these private chats. So I can keep up because with the chat flying the way it is, sometimes I miss them and I don't like doing that. And folks, listen, we have 700 people. Uh, we were up at, up at 723. That's a lot of people for a Friday morning. If you are here, if you're new to this program, I say welcome with open arms. Consider subscribing to this channel. This is the kind of good talk that you're going to get i do lots of live content at least three live shows per week potentially more i've been doing averaging four and five i've been on a tear uh with the with the live content and more is coming uh the week of the launch for these consoles it's going to be five consecutive days of of um of live casts but it may even be more shows it could be potentially six and seven shows in those five days i'm going to be busy and there's going to be a lot to listen to so if you're new consider subscribing if you're already here and you are subscribed listen folks let's hit that like button it doesn't hurt i don't charge 50 cents for each time you hit it and it definitely does help me grow the algorithm has been i've been put into a very weird algorithm where the channel has seen growth that is because of the the likes that are coming in so if you are enjoying the conversation please do me a favor and hit that like button before you get on out of here but first we'll start with jd gamer a very generous friend of the show and as a matter of fact he dropped quite a few super chats in here jd thank you for always being here but it's for also always supporting this channel he says this if there was uh, he goes there was a social experiment done a while back and it proved 
that what people found attractive or desirable is what they ex uh, what they were exposed to the most. And that, that's, of course, he's talking about going into a GameStop and seeing, uh, you know, uh, that, that Xbox green all over the place. Uh, he drops another $5 super chat and says, by putting Xbox Series X up front and the X Series X shirts on every employee, you'll see more sales. And also, uh, uh, sub subsequently, Want uh, want it more than a PlayStation Five? I mean, I, I, I again, I don't think people are start burning their PlayStation Fours, but I do think that people are going to support two consoles, and Microsoft has given people the opportunity through Xbox All Access to go out and buy their five hundred dollar PlayStation Five and be happy with it, but then say, you know what, for twenty five bucks or thirty five bucks a month, damn. I can get Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Live for two years, and Series X. And that means I could rock both consoles. I'm going to buy it. I think that's what you're going to see a lot of. We also have Black Eye Dog, a very generous friend of the show, drops a $5 super sticker. Thanks for that, as always. JD Gamer with another super chat. He says, Microsoft threw Games, uh, GameSpot or GameStop a bone slash lifeline and now they'll be selling the hell out of some xboxes sony is in trouble and people can't even see it yet i mean listen i i think that microsoft is positioning themselves to be the dominant console to be sold next generation but only time is going to tell we have jc karma uh let's see if i can pronounce this last uh car Mar uh, Carmaro. Uh, thanks so much for being here, brother. He drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says they're doing um, lease to own. Also, also bad credit, bad, bad for credit. Okay, bad for bad credit people. I don't think that's the case with these. I think that if you can provide that you can with, with, with a card that could be charged, I don't think they're doing credit checks because there's I no APR. Yeah, I think you need like a FICO score, like 600 to apply. Yeah. And I don't know nothing about finances, so that seems like a good number, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah it seems okay, yeah, for, yeah, sure. Like for sure. <laughs> um, JD Gamer drops an additional $5 super chat and says, uh, and Microsoft is slowly but surely cutting off the sources for a so Sony fandom. The games, the, re the retailers, what's next? I think the only thing they have left to do is just show the games, and I think it's going to be a much different generation. I think those things are coming. And JD Gamer drops another, wow, my goodness, dude, another $10 super chat says, I'm sorry, Mr. Badbit. I think Microsoft and GameStop have effectively turned them into a cell phone model. And this is, and this will actually save GameStop as more and more gamers convert to the cell phone type model. It's, I mean, it's certainly possible. Certainly possible. But then if this is a cell phone model, then and it's just a question again, like, but um, if it's a cell phone model, then are there consoles to upgrade to when that 24 months is up? Right? No, that's a good point. Yeah, then that's actually that's actually a fantastic point. But listen, we're going to now talk about one of the bigger topics. And, you know, many people in the gaming community, including myself, have been waiting for the teardown of the PlayStation 5. And that happened right at, right in the beginning of this week, which was pretty interesting. And the way they, they brought... Listen, we're going to have a lot, of, a lot of opinions on this because I'm going to be honest with you. For me, I found it extremely interesting. 
I found it extremely interesting because of the way that they broke everything down. I mean, this guy, and I have his name here. Let me just get the the, 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 uh, the presenter's name. Now, this was obviously a controlled event, very, very typical of Sony. It was it was for the Japanese audience. Thankfully, uh, there were a bunch of sites that had the translation, so you were able to read it, which I was I, I watched it twice. And the presenter was Yashiro Atori. Now he is the vice president of of the mechanical department uh, and hardware design division at SIE. And this video lasted seven minutes and eleven seconds. And again, tremendously interesting to me the way that they broke it all the way down to its core. Not just like, hey, you could take off this. This is where the the SSD goes, and we'll call it a day. No, they they, they when they talk about a tear down, this was <laughs> this is tear down, torn down in a way that I would never do because I'm not a I'm more of a caveman than a technical guru for sure. Um, but you know, one of the the, the big takeaways for me was the the way that that they, that heatsink was ridiculous. And I don't mean ridiculously in a bad way. I mean ridiculous in a good way, meaning it is going to dissipate the heat in a big way. Uh, That fan, tremendous. What I'm hoping for and what we have heard from that uh, Sunday event was that this this console is whisper quiet. And And that's great to know because, damn, my last PlayStation 4 Pro, it was so loud when God of War was running on it <laughs> that it pulled me out of the experience. Thankfully, Mrs. Boom saw my frustration with it, and she surprised me with the God of War console, which I still have. I'm not getting rid of, and is, again, whisper quiet. I got lucky. Uh, but Mr. Badbit, I want to go to you first on this, if you don't mind. Ooh, um, okay. You know, this... This was a teardown in a way that I don't think any of us expected. I think what we wanted was more of a breakdown, you know, of, of what the what the what you know. Does it have VRS? Does it have? Can you can you have six games saved, you know, in the background and then go switch through games like you can on the X? We didn't get that. I'm hoping that does come later on that we get some more technical aspects as to what the PlayStation Five can do, especially like what does the OS look like. Yeah, we don't have any of that information yet. We will. This was a pretty impressive teardown. I'm interested to get what your takeaways from this was. Mm-hmm. Well, first, um, and, and Big Cloud, I just sent you a link. Um, PlayStation has revealed its backwards yeah, compatibility. It. Um, there are only like 12 games that you cannot play uh, from your PS4 and to your PS5. And if you if if your game of the year was Hitman Go Definitive Edition. You're yeah. going to be pretty disappointed. Be happy. The or only, sing it. We sing. The only thing that's what? a little iffy about it, remember they said select titles over here are boosted. And the last yes. time we heard any number was like they said they tested 100 games, and that was it. So I'm not yes. sure how many games are going to be tested, but that's the only question mark. How many games we, have been boosted? But yeah, I would assume, but it is Sony. Yeah. That- Whatever is part of that PlayStation Plus collection is is boost mode. And well, that's all that first party stuff. And that's, I think, I think um, yeah, yeah, that's I what think you would want. Hits. You know, I'm talking about remember yeah. the greatest hits collection. I think yeah. that too falls in the line with this as well. Maybe those will get in there. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the screwdriver debacle that was oh. the PlayStation Five event. <laughs> um. For me, this is um. You know, I was having an interesting conversation with the real son of a bitch that is Luke Lore, uh, talking about the size of this console. And um, 
I love him. He's a good guy. I like this event a lot. It wasn't an Austin Evans, like, kick-ass thing. This is, boom, you nailed it. This is a Sony... This is a Sony thing. Like, this yeah. is a PlayStation thing. Yeah. It screams that awkward PlayStation bit. And to me, I said it on the podcast, it's always interesting because oftentimes so many things are catered to the American audience. We don't really tend to realize it until it's not. And so, like, watching this event, I'm like, oh, this is not, like, this is not for me. I got to read? What is this? Um, but, yeah, I, I like seeing that the engineer himself is tearing up apart this console and yeah places like ign GameSpot, even uh playstation put out uh um uh, subtitled version so you could read everything he's saying but the teardown for the most part was really really good um my biggest issue was where am i going to put that ssd when i get it and seeing it there and seeing the various sizes of ssd you could put in there and i mean physical size of ssd that's awesome. It's giving you a lot of choice. And that's the only bit I really cared truly about. The yep. second bit is the cooling solution, which is, uh, you hit it again there. Boom. Awesome. It seemed yes. like this console is what it, it, it pretty much was a market tested console for the people that have been playing PlayStation. What are your biggest woes about the PlayStation four? It's loud and it's hot. And so seeing them go, you know what? We're going to make a large ass console to make sure that this thing could dissipate heat effectively. We're going to start, you know, uh, partnering or using, you know, liquid metal cooling. Like this is like Terminator two style shit to make sure this console's running at a, at a, at an acceptable heat level. That's awesome. So it does also lend to the fact that these Japanese YouTubers that got their hands on it a week back go went, yeah, we didn't even know this thing was on. And that is what I want out of my gaming console. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Um, you know, so for me, hearing hearing both really great things about how quiet both of these consoles are running, both PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series, is the thing that gets me the most hyped for this next generation. Because, you know, to me, it's about being able to load in my game super fast and making sure that I don't always have to use headphones when I'm playing games because my PlayStation 5 is just about to take off. So oh <laughs> it did everything for me. Big Cloud, I can't wait for you, but it, when it comes to the stand and the screw, and like that, was, that was what people were like upset about or concerned about. It's like, yeah, of course you you want to you want to make sure if it's on a base that it's not going to wobble off. That's why you can't like. Well, there's two reasons why you can't take off the bottom base on that Xbox Series X. It's because that base is allowing uh, uh, air to get sucked in and then pushed out the top. And mm -hmm. I and so like for the PlayStation Five, it's yeah, you want stability so the thing doesn't slide off. So for me. You know, the only problem I did have with it is having to use the stand when you're laying it down. That's a little weird. But other than that, this was awesome for me. As a PlayStation gamer, finally getting more information about this console that we're going to be buying in a few weeks. Yeah. That gets me pumped. I, absolutely. And again, a lot of the technical stuff we'll get, I'm assuming. This was a big breakdown. I think that the, the, the highlight is the quietness. Uh, I think that one of the biggest concerns um, were, you know, are we going to get another PlayStation's Pro, you know, uh, kind of a situation where it just really pulled you out of the game. Now, I, I've said this before, and folks, this isn't a joke. 
this this console is large. I mean, it is wow, it is incredibly large. Now, I don't hate it for it being large. I just needed to go out and buy a new piece of furniture, which I've done. It's on back order. Hopefully, it gets here before the new consoles release, so I can <laughs> set it up because I my current setup and I, I've taken hundreds of pictures. Everyone knows on Twitter what my setup looks like. It's just not going to fit the PlayStation Five. It, it's just not. It's it's just yeah, it's not floor which setup. So I have to get a new one. That is my only complaint. It is it is rather large, um, but you know, Big Cloud. Uh, the the I want you to touch on your thoughts on this. So I know that you got a little bit of slack from some people because you were a bit honest with your opinion, and I think that honesty is the best policy. Why don't, you, why don't you talk about that for a second and give us your thoughts on how your thoughts were with this breakdown? All right. So um, first of all, it was controlled. You know, the whole thing. Uh, they all had masks in their thumbnail. They were all kind of like doing the goofy pose with the controller uh, when it got into the actual showcase of the games. This is the, the best part about it to me personally, and I'm surprised a lot of people just put all their attention on it on a screw and a screwdriver but they missed the insane improvements godfall like i don't know if uh, joe saw it the dude died during no. game it loaded in 1.5 seconds it came right back to square one that's how fast the game was it was insane it was back insane. like instantaneous there was no waiting time at all for that and i love that but other thing that was cool about it again going back to this teardown i have done so many videos you guys are you know I, I do this on twitter you guys seen it one particular thing I talked about and I, and I put a lot of stake into was liquid metal cooling. reason why I said liquid metal cooling, you guys remember, there was issues Sony was facing for a cooling solution. They needed something that was good to keep the system quiet. Liquid metal is something they opted for because it has 40% uh, higher uh, yields in terms of performance, but also it's uh, more efficient than standard thermal base. That's what they want for this. They, they built a custom chamber for this as a solution. And that's why you guys see it. It won't spill out. That's why it, when you saw him move the board, you saw yeah, it's, closed. it's closed. It's closed. It's closed. Closed fixed mm -hmm. thing that's perfectly for it. No issue. And for those you saying, well, what happens? Does it like does the liquid, you know, uh, turn into a solid? No, it does not. It's legit, straight liquid. It's, it's just thermal paste, so like special thermal paste. But looking at that towards the heat, the to the huge heat sink all the way down to the fans, everything, and even them pretty much announcing and confirming that the PS5 will accept the newer um, SSDs with even the um, heat sinks on them, because that's more of the higher-end um, SSDs. Those have heat sinks, and a lot of us were kind of like going, well, hmm, can this system even handle those? You're now seeing it. They can accept those sizes with, and all that in general. But it was cool. I like the actual build quality of this. It was cool. I love the 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 inclusion of the stand. You guys remember with PS4, we saw it with the stand first, and ironically, you had to spend twenty or thirty dollars extra just to get the stand. So now you're yep. getting included with the system. So that's cool. It it um, it clamps in to make it you know to lay it horizontal and all that jazz. So that's fine. Um, my only criticism about this though um, is the fact that. We didn't really get uh, any showcase for the UI or nothing like that. Um, the guys who went in there and tested it out, the only thing they pretty much were looking at was just the games already kind of like, you know what I'm saying, like set up and ready to go, like you can play. They couldn't necessarily go to the UI. You couldn't see that. Now, that's one thing Microsoft got right with Austin Evans. They, they hit like a two for one. You guys remember that video? Yeah. He not only broke it down, he, dis he dissected it, but he also showed you what? UI. And he showed you Minecraft, at least something like that running on it, you know, or the loading times, jumping into games. He showed that. 
That's the only thing that we did not see from PlayStation. That's like my biggest gripe from there. Other than that, it was like, yeah, it was fine. Some yeah. of these games, though, like Sackboy, I don't really care for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. I, I, I'm a platform dude, so I'm, I'm gonna get it, dude. I, did you see? Do you see the Jin Sakai sack boy suit? And you're not gonna oh, hop on oh, that. I, I am, did, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but these games were like, eh. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing something a little more demanding run on the system. But again, they confirmed after like what an hour. It's whisper quiet still. That's yes. awesome. That's awesome. PS4, after, what, 30 minutes, it feels like, especially when you're running uh, Ghost of Tsushima, that damn thing's about to take off. It's loud. Yeah, it it's is loud. definitely loud. That's, 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 loud. That's, that's, again, if you are a PlayStation gamer, and I think everyone here is, or at least most of us are, that's a big deal because I don't want to hear the console. I want to forget that it exists. I just want to hold the controller and be in, enveloped in the story that's being told that I am playing. I don't want to hear boo. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I'm you, glad you to know. Love, um, I get like this thing that's about to just take the hell off. Bro. <laughs> I'm not like LaGuardia playing Ghost of Tsushima. I'm tired of it. Exactly. You you, you load one cutscene, Joe, and you just hear, yeah. I'm like, what is going on with this system? You see it, but... It's it's crazy. That, I'm glad that that's behind us. They they legit looked into that and they fixed it. I, if I could say just two quick things, sure. there was a video that Tim Gettys from Kind of Funny posted. He was just like, "I right, wonder what this noise is," and he's in his room and you just hear. Uh, he opens the like, and he's you see he's on the other side of the room. He <laughs> opens the door, walks to his living room, just hear this thing going. Oof. He's like, "It's that." That's how loud this goddamn console is for some folks. Yep. It's literally, you could hear it from across your damn house. And also, Dreadpool, I hate Twitter because I'm pretty sure that I've been following you and it, it automatically like unfollowed you for some reason. My apologies on that. I don't want to make I was shocked when I saw that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was shocked too. I was like, man, I thought he actually liked me. When I saw your comment, I literally, I went like, <laughs> and then I realized the camera was off. That's funny. That's funny. That's <laughs> the as well, uh, keep in mind, um, the stock, uh, the stock PS4, the Xbox One, and all that—they were running on just basic, you know, clocked, uh, you know, parts, right? Yeah. We're now we're rocking high end, clocked. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Overclocked hardware is now, and for them yeah. to get that whisper quiet, <laughs> I love it. That key sync. And they're still giving you the performance. They're giving you the low times. They're giving you all that. And it's all in that perfect box. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine with. I yeah, no, sure. absolutely. And again, I, I still think that with the fact that we're paying $500 for these consoles is unbelievable. I, 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 will, I will say that because you cannot even touch a PC, Master Race PC for anything. What you're getting in these boxes, oh, you're dude. just not going to be. And you know, because you ever, you're, you're, you're would have waited for the 30 series you would have been paying 700 i'm there telling you go you. there you go and that's the low end of that you can go crazy and spend 1500 if you want yes on the 3090 uh which is wow uh no thank you i'm not i, I don't have rich bones like that but dreadpool i mean i'm interested to know i mean obviously i don't know if you're on board for playstation 5 initially uh but did this break down is this something you thought was uh was necessary did you like the way sony handled it it, like we already said, it's a typical Sony breakdown. Um, just a FYI, Mads Gaming had a, uh, a breakdown on how to silence your loud PlayStation 4. Just take the cover off and it silences it. 
So it's, it's because it's sucking way too much air, and that's why it's making that noise for mm-hmm. most people. However, uh, back onto the PlayStation 5. The, the breakdown, which I don't know why. I don't know if it's a fanboy thing or some people just got confused because they're not really technical and they're thinking that they're heavy-handed, that they're just walking around with a sledgehammer in each hand and whatever they touch, they're going to break. You know, uh, when you're talking <laughs> about taking off the flaps and, and going there and they're like, how do I get to the memory card, you know, for the expansion? And it's, it's, it's they showed you how to screw. take it. Well, it's, it's a flap and a screw. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they showed you how to take the top off first. Then they flipped yep. it around, showed you how to take the bottom off first. They oh, showed you yeah. before that how to take off the base. It had nothing to do with anything about accessing it. So it's like, I don't know if they were just funny or picking at it or serious. Because we all know there are some people that literally would be like, okay, what, what's the first step I have to do? Unplug mm. your console. What? You know, it, it's like... They, they they take it and they twist it so much and sometimes you don't know if it's just because they're ignorant or if they're really truly being funny i mean you could pick the ones that are truly being funny at times but there are some that you just don't know what's going on in their brains and and when you look at it it's really not that 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 bad you you flip it upside down you take a flap off you take one screw out the only issue that i see would be those people doing all that and then trying to set the set screw for the NVMe to put it down in there and not lose that set screw inside the, 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 the enclosure that it's going to sit in, you know, but other than that, it, it was, a, it was a nice little breakdown on how to tear everything apart. You already saw people trolling about, you know, do not open up your console or otherwise it'll void your warranty. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, Yes, do not. Yeah, open what he did would void your warranty, but there's no reason to do what he did. The, the, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's to the point where he's just like, "Don't do this." Like, like when he's opening up the black case to reveal, you know, the motherboard, right. and the, he's just like, "Don't do this." Yeah, he is off a security sticker from one of the screws. That is beyond the point from where you're supposed to be. You, exactly. The only thing you're supposed to do is move that base or take off the flap and the screw for the NVMe. Other than that, you'd never have to touch it. Didn't didn't we already discuss about this when people were putting bigger hard drives in the PlayStation 4? Yeah. And they're putting SSDs, uh, the SATA 3 version, and the mm-hmm. and the PS4. Um, why is it such a big deal now? You well, know what I'm saying? This you is even re- easier. This is just basically like, like putting, a, putting a card it's in. So it's the same it. thing. <laughs> take off the case, take out a screw. And there you go. You have access. It, it, I agree. It, it, part of it is not just the fanboys. It's it's the ignorance yep. behind their comments. It, it, whether or not they're a fanboy, some of them truly are a fan of PlayStation, and they're afraid of it. They're like, "I got to do all this." I don't think so. And, and that's the mentality that we're 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 passing along to others to have that that negative feel about it it's it's going to be a good console regardless of what side you 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 play on it doesn't matter if you want to do this you can do this now i also had an issue and i'm going to go back to the xbox i also had an issue with why do we have to have this card the way it is and then it dawned on me for simplicity because we have idiots out there that do not know how to do stuff like yep. this mm-hmm. and you want and they made it simple so is it going to cost more yes 
you know, that's and and then you have an idiot burning himself on the heat sink, which is on, on the memory card. It's like you're not going to open up a PlayStation Five and pull out your memory card you're after you're done playing. I mean, I have an external one with the casing. With the casing is my heat sink to it. Okay, I actually have it hanging off the cord so it has airflow from all, all directions to keep it cool. And that's on my current Xbox One X. You know what I'm saying? That's an external one specifically designed on a PCIe Gen 3, not a Gen 4. And people will try to do all that because they won't pay attention. They'll be like, why is this not working? This is piece of No, pay attention to what you're buying. You know, it's just a lot of people that are not looking and listening to the correct people that are talking. I agree, man. You know, honestly, I'm surprised you ain't touched on the gold mine they're about to make. Uh, Joe, Sony's about to make a killing uh, with these third-party companies. Custom shells? For the I, I was getting there, yeah. Oh, dude, custom shells. They're about to make Between, a we talked about this earlier in, in, in the private before we started, between, uh, pl- uh, what was it, the, the dip? Yeah, um, Hydro dip-themed uh, contro- uh, consoles they can see in the future. Uh, the, the vinyl wrapping. They, mm-hmm. they can have custom paints, uh, you know, because it is white, so you can custom paint anything you want on there, airbrushing, uh, your, uh, just everything that they, you can do. And on top of that, when you do a custom console, the rest of the console is the same. You just replace the outside boards or the flaps and you're done. You know, there's your custom console. Uh, you don't have to have a, a see-through blue console that you have to pay for the manufacturing of this and then hopefully you sell yes. those units, which yes. they will. And have it ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Sony is going to take advantage of that. It makes sense. It's certainly going to cut costs, and you're still going to be able to uh, celebrate a game if you want a custom console. Yep, that'd be it cool. It gives me those memories of the 360. I love them. I changed, I changed it on a weekly basis. It was crazy what I did. I have who, who nice. had the blue fire one for the 360? I did. <laughs> that was the one. <laughs> I did. I, I, I had, dude. I, I, I had them all. I changed them. I even, I even had the one that I wound up getting that looked like the wood grain, the, yeah, the, the nice old seventies one. one. You know, a crispy bomb. Let's get your opinion out of here, and then of course, I we are we're hitting the two hour mark right now, and we'll get everybody out of here. And I'll just read these last super chats that have come in because this, this obviously community has been tremendously generous for you, crispy. Was this what you were looking for in regards to a breakdown? Or do you feel that they just missed the mark? Uh, this is Sony doing the same thing, you know, old ways, continue. Uh, it, it's a YouTube age. It's a social media age. I, I think they should have given this console to more people, like Digital Foundry, Austin Evans. Uh, yeah, not, that, not that was my, my biggest gripe. Yeah, I agree. Uh, not, not just one person who's actually, I think he did the PlayStation 4 breakdown. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, so... It's one of those things I, I'm a little off put. Um, yeah, you, you got to take off panels. It's cool for the customization. I just, I would have rather had like a couple screws there instead of all of those plastic clips because I feel like somebody's going to be heavy handed. I'm just saying. And, you know, the way he bent the, the corner up, it was a little concerning. Like, uh, you know, what if you do this a little bit wrong? You might break something and you know I, I asked a simple question I'm like if you break something or something like that you know just getting to the ssd is that within warranty like yeah i i 
I don't know. Like these are questions that are are worth asking because you know, like a, a little kid ain't gonna know how to do this. It's gonna have to be the parent. So what if the kid sees something on YouTube and it's like, oh, I can do this, and then he breaks it. I mean, it's just little things that you know I was thinking of. The screw thing is stupid. I mean, I would rather have screws to be honest with you because I think I think it's it's a solid piece of metal, and you know you might lose it, but you ain't gonna break it, and I'm sure it's easy to replace. It's just a screw, you know. So. I, I like certain things. I, I think this thing is just, it's so big for nothing. It feels like I'm looking at the Xbox One Christy again. He wants to burn his hands with those uh, SD cards. I see you, Christy. You want to burn yeah. your hands? <laughs> burn, 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 burn my hands with uh-huh. SD cards. Burn your hand with a card in the back of your console. I see you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be branded by Xbox. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the back of your system. You'd be like, yeah, it's so oh, cool. Ah, it's hot. Oh, it's hot. Oh, it's hot. Oh, really? Oh, it's it's inside the console. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, it's it's is good that you know your SSD is easily uh, upgraded. Uh, it's from what I see. I, the only thing is, is why did we go from a door way back when to uh, taking you know a panel off to taking an entire side of the console off? It just seems a little odd to me. Like a, you know, ease of use for some people, especially when they're buying a console. It's kind of there. Um, I just, I'm a little off on it. Like, it's like, yeah, great. We saw it. Like, it looks like they they finally addressed a lot of cooling issues, stuff like that. Um, you could see the reason for the design of it, you know, because it needs airflow through through both sides. The fan being, you know, uh, basically that thick, not necessarily any larger than the PlayStation 4s, but actually thicker, so it goes across both sides. That's interesting. I've never seen a design like that, so it looks like they're in- innovative, but I-, I think it's a little over-engineered, man. Uh, it just, it doesn't it doesn't sit right with me that, you know, people are trashing on what Xbox is doing, and y- you know what I mean? Like, I, I- I'm sorry, like, the, the Series X looks great, in my opinion. Like, it just, it, it seems like it's it's well thought out. And I feel like PlayStation is just like, okay, this isn't working. We got to go here and we got to go here. And I feel like they're almost kind of rushed through it because it, it just, it doesn't seem like they were thinking about, you know, the size of it or anything like that, which is fine. You know, most people won't care, but some people might. I think, I, I, I think both of them designed PCs. Uh, one of them chose one path over the other. Uh, so, the way the Xbox Series X has been designed gives it to its different uh, uh, heat distribution. So I, I I talk about this a lot, but like that design is is based off of PC designs back with like the one of the Mac towers where it was a giant cube and uh, uh, hovering above this large piece of plastic. And what it was doing was because it was distributed, it, it, it was such a heated uh, rig, it was taking, sucking air from the bottom and then pushing it all out where PlayStation has done it, uh, done something different where I think they have something that is more of a standard PC that we see today, where it's this one large motherboard, all the components there, and then having this large heat sink with this liquid metal cooling solution kind of just dissipating that 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 heat so i don't think they i don't think they thought size was a a huge a a huge factor 
in terms of like, are people going to buy this or not? I think they knew that the size was going to, for what they were building, this was the the size that was going to make the most sense for them. But I think the the one thing is that these these consoles are made to be standing vertically. They both look awkward when they're horizontally. Yeah, And that is really because I think the way that they're showing you is the way that you're going to get the most effective heat distribution from those consoles. So, you know, I don't think it's overly engineered. I actually think it's kind of just simple. Let's build a PC. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I again, all I care about is it doesn't overheat and it stays quiet. And it looks like they've they've solved both of those problems, which is a big deal. Uh, and again, I'm I'm assuming, again, I, I don't want to say an ass here, but I'm assuming that they will be giving us a more technical breakdown of what the console can do potentially next week, the week after. As we get closer, I would imagine that all the the secrets or the cards up the sleeves are going to be revealed for both console manufacturers and it's going to be a fun time for sure but let me just get these last two chats and we'll get everyone out of here as we um fun fact though boom forgot yes, sir. mention this uh that little uh, ssd slot um mm-hmm. that's for expandable storage the actual ssd is on the board yes so, it is actually on the board that's the expand that's correct that is the, the expandable one uh someone actually I, I think someone wrote a super chat in here it's going to be interesting we have eagles fan 76 drops an outstanding additional five dollars which says i think slow-mo's business plan is going to take off finding and installing extended memory for the playstation 5 for the average <laughs> consumer besides the size of it pixel bit g drops a two dollar super chat and says was it me or was the console on the table uh, what, 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 he says, "Is it was it me or was the console the table not on?" I, I, if you're talking about the one on Sunday, I don't know. If I thought that the PlayStation is supposed to be blue when it's on, I didn't see the light on some of it. I don't know if that's maybe they shut the light off. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I couldn't but- say. Because of the CG pictures, it, um, it's made to look that these lights are super bright. So mm-hmm. what what it really is is the lights are on the side panel so that it doesn't really take your eyes off of what you're playing when you're looking at it when you see this strange light to the side of you. So it's blue when it powers on. From what I understand from what some of the write-ups are is it's, it's then a faint white when it's just on on, and then it is yellow when it is in standby. Okay. Right, good. Well, good. Yeah, studio lights also blind, bleed out a lot of stuff. That's why a lot of actors and actresses yeah. wear makeup and powder on their faces to keep the shine off. Mm-hmm. So you will yeah. be bleed out. When I was an actor, they said if you ever, when you put enough makeup on and you think you have enough, it's not enough. Put uh, more on. Mm, interesting. Um, Eagles fan seventy six drops an additional. $5, which I said, this feels like 2013 reverse. Sony over-engineered the console with that size of, 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 of the box for cooling this time. Even the packaging is the biggest. Yeah, I can only imagine what that box is going to look like. That comment, but you ha- it's better to be safe than sorry. Me too, I agree. You definitely don't want overheating issues with your new console. So I, I don't care. I mean, like I said, I, I need a new piece of furniture anyway, so it works out. Whatever, that's fine. Yeah, you don't I, want the 360 all over again. Red no, ring. you definitely don't want the red ring of death. Uh, Gerald Mack drops an outstanding $5, which says, do we know how safe or unsafe this liquid metal will be in our homes 
with the PlayStation 5. Well, I think being that it's sealed, I don't think it's, it's going uh, to be an issue. Yeah, it's completely safe. It's a custom, legit uh, like uh, seal they have for it, a complete chamber for it, uh, and, and the liquid does not go anywhere. It won't leak. It won't bust. It's legit mm-hmm. Um, underneath everything with your system. The only way you can possibly <laughs> damage that and leak the liquid metal is if you were a dope and you decide to take the entire system apart, take the heat sink off, and do something stupid like crack the seal and then let the liquid metal out. But honestly, it's not going to crack. It's going to be safely inside the console. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to have any issues with that. Kayasante shows his generosity once again with another outstanding $5, which is the only concern I have is that the M2 SSDs are very fragile. Even static on your hands can kill that drive if you're not careful. M2 drives need uh, respect. I will be wearing the white gloves that Larry Herb sent me after our conversation to uh, <laughs> to uh, put that that card in there. Pong by Atari Tim drops a very generous three dollars super chat and says, "New sub, great show, interesting topics, love it." Well, Pong by Atari Tim, welcome to the program, and I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for your generosity, but more importantly, thank you for hanging out with us. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show. Pixel Bit G, a very generous friend of the show, drops a five dollars super chat and says this xbox solution is clearly more casual friendly uh, and aren't going to get casuals upgrading the custom shells are nice return to the 360 era i i like i said i just i cannot wait to see i personally i cannot wait to see what sony does because like i said i think that this time around with these plates Mm-hmm. They could, t- they can save money on manufacturing the custom consoles and simply release these uh, packaging with the plates for your God of War, for your Horizon, uh, you know, Forbidden West, for your Uncharted Five, what whatever they're going to use, you could logistically. And I like the fact that let's say, for instance, if you want to mix and match colors, let's say, for yep. instance, the God of War is red for the top one. Uh, and, and and you want to keep the white one on from the original, or you want to change it with another panel you might have. The the, the custom capabilities are oh, endless yeah. for me, at least. I'm very excited. And effing nuisance drops the final super chat of the day at five dollars. Thank you for that, my friend. He says, Love listening to all of your different opinions. Always food for thought. Respect to everyone. Well, thank you, sir. We definitely appreciate the compliment, and we definitely appreciate you listening. So let's get everyone out of here, and we'll start with BitCloud. 60 is kind of brought back in the sense, too, right, with Xbox Series X? Yes. Yeah. Not, absolutely. Another console. Take your save with you. Yeah, no, I, I remember that being a. I bought one, but they weren't two hundred and twenty dollars when they first came out. I think they might have been forty bucks, but it is what it is. You know, technology is expensive. Big Cloud, thanks so much for being here, brother. Missed you last week. Glad that you're back to give us your opinion. And you, my friend, not only have crossed nine thousand subs on your outstanding YouTube channel, you have a program this afternoon where you're going to be breaking down potentially what we talked about and even more incredible playstation news tell everyone about where they can follow you on social media but more importantly where could people subscribe to your outstanding and growing 10k here we come youtube channel yeah man it's been uh one hell of a year i'm very excited for the future next gen consoles obviously content everything's gonna be even better but yeah it's gonna be great uh thank you for having me as always great show 
congrats to you on the insane milestones. I see you, brother. But like I said, Thank you, I appreciate it. Those who wait and who are consistent, and you are definitely that guy. So congratulations to you. Uh, Joe, it's always a pleasure. Crispy Bomb, always a pleasure. Of course, Dreadful, the quiet one, that's always a pleasure as well. <laughs> um, but you guys can find me on RGT Podcast. I host that every Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And on my channel, BitCloud Gaming, which you can find on YouTube and Twitch and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about, including the uh, the dreaded Screwgate that, that <laughs> happened after the PlayStation <laughs> Showcase. So we got to talk about that. But, no, it's, it's all good. It's definitely going to be fun to uh, talk about. Thanks again for having me, and I'll see you guys uh, next Friday. Absolutely, brother. And Joe, Mr. Badbit, you're listen, brother. Thank you so much for being here as always. Uh, hopefully, you get some rest. Uh, you actually got some rest. You slept a little late today. Do me a favor, brother. <laughs> Tell everyone about your recent upload episode of the Trophy Room, where you and your best friend break down everything PlayStation. And also, where could people help push you past 2,000 followers on Twitter? Well, you can find the trophy room over at Bad Bit Games on YouTube, at least the video version. You can find the trophy room, a PlayStation podcast where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation each and every Thursday. This week, we do talk about Screwgate. Kyle absolutely loses his mind at it. It's fantastic to see my co-host go from sanity to insanity in zero flat. Um, and yeah, no, you go check us out there. It was a fantastic show. As always, you can find the trophy room on Apple podcasts, on Spotify, on Google play, wherever you get your podcast services. You can find that show there. Been doing some awesome things. We have some awesome news coming hopefully next week where we have some massive changes that some of y'all in this podcast know about that. I'm very excited to share. And you can follow me over at Mr. Bad bit over on Twitter and PS trophy room on twitter as well well thank you so much for being here as always brother super appreciate that and uh thank you for having me this show was amazing this week we got in all the topics everyone had fantastic points it was a great conversation i mean that's what we want we don't always have to agree but i love the fact that we all have conversations that are fair and understandable and there's no yelling and and and, and that's what you kind of want out of these shows and I'm, I'm glad to bring it each and every week but dreadpool my brother thanks so much for being here as always of course you're uh we're lucky enough to take off from work last night which is great uh hopefully you are feeling better wink wink and more importantly where could people not only follow you on social media but also check out your outstanding and growing youtube channel with your new program called breaking bread with dread oh thank you oh yeah i was supposed to <coughs> i don't feel good so <laughs> But it's always a pleasure to be here with Bad Bit and and uh, Big Cloud and Crispy and yourself and and everybody in the chat. It's it's always great to see everybody come in and interact with us while we're talking and getting our opinions out there. Um, so back on to where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at Dreadpool, and the O's are actually zeros. YouTube Gamer Tag. It's all letters and all caps. Um, Wednesday nights, you can find me at 8 p.m. on Gaming Beyond the Box. And then Saturdays, they got Playcasters, which this month I'm not a part of because I'm hosting a haunted house or sponsoring a haunted house. And they will be without me, but they will be doing Among Us this weekend. And then every Friday, right here, you can find us 
10 a.m. Eastern talking about everything. And then Breaking Bread with, Breaking Bread with Dread. Uh, I am actually working on the one from last week that I recorded. My guest uh, ended up, um, we'll, we'll say he partied a little too hard. So <laughs> he never made it, but I, I got Tempest Sun. So I will spoil who it was. It's Tempest Sun that actually made it. But I will not spoil who it wasn't because we actually recorded after Friday, which was Saturday. We got together and we did another recording. So I've been so busy. I haven't even released the Tempest Sun one, the second Tempest Sun recording. So I'm hoping to do it this weekend. And shortly thereafter, I'll get to the other guest and get that one released. Yeah, absolutely. Looking, definitely looking forward to that, brother. Super appreciate it. And I think the new show is definitely worth watching. And Thank last... You. And no way least, Crispy Bomb, thank you so much for being here, brother. As usual, you, like me, are very busy, especially in the podcast gaming realm. I don't even know when we have time with game gaming, which is what we're supposed to be doing. But, uh, of course, definitely appreciate you being here. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, potentially get cut in half by you by a chainsaw or shot in the face with a shotgun, uh, on, you know, playing Gears. But more importantly, what other shows are you on? Oh, always a pleasure. These gentlemen are always get, give me a good laugh at times. You know, I'm not going to brand myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure? I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually super excited. Uh, I didn't pick the time, by the way, bit, but uh, I'm joining Italian Clowns, Four Guys with Quarters at five, and we are interviewing the composer from uh, Lions Head Entertainment. And they did uh, Gears Whoa. of War 5, 4, nice. and Ultimate Edition, the composition for it. So that is going to be really awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to be kind of fanboying out a bit because I love <laughs> I love the music, especially 5. I mean, it really it gets you into the like the the universe immediately. It gets you ramped up. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Retro Renegades Tuesday night, 7 p.m. You can find me on the next podcast, Thursday, 7 p.m. You can find me here on Breakfast with Boom. Follow me on Twitter at Crispy Bomb. And you can hit me up on Xbox Live, Crispy Bomb 28. Nice. Well, thank you so much for being here, as always. And, of course, I want to say a big thank you to the chat. We had over 700 people here. And Lethal Papa keeping it down, as usual, with his walk silently and carry a very big band stick, which we know he's been doing, obviously, he is the reason why this is a safe space. He takes his, his takes his job seriously, and he is a trusted friend and brother. And obviously, if you are banned, don't come at me on DM and be like, "Why was I banned?" Because he is he has full authority to do it because I trust him, and he doesn't do it if you have a difference of opinion. He has he does it when you're an a hole, and we want to keep those a holes off of this program because again. This is supposed to be fun. And if you're here to make trouble, don't worry about me. Worry about him. So thank you again, Lethal Papa, as always. And, of course, I have to say a big thank you to the unbelievable amount of generosity that continues to come the way of Double Barrel Gaming. I am honestly humbled every time I get a Super Chat. I expect nothing, and I am truly, truly grateful 
forward. So everyone, I want to wish everyone a fantastic weekend. I want you to enjoy gaming on whatever you enjoy gaming on. And also, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me. It made me a better police officer, but more importantly, made me a better human being. And he used to say this, son, treat others how you yourself want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom. Thank <laughs> you.